What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Scrolling Through Life with Tom Brahani. Uh, got Huggy, uh, Tim Huggins, back here on here again. Uh, today, Huggy, uh, we we decided to kind of take it a little bit more uh, subject-oriented. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to talk about uh, uh, self-awareness. Um, and then, uh, depression and kind of our, our, uh, experiences, our situations, um, and how we kind of dealt with that. So Huggy has sent me this earlier today, uh, self-awareness, uh, noun, conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. So Huggy, mm -hmm. self-awareness, depression. Well, you know, <clears throat> Self-awareness is probably one of the most underrated things uh, in your quest uh, to know who you are and your quest for progress and your quest to become a better person. Right. And some people go a very, very, very long time in their lives and never have any element of self-awareness. Um, for me, fortunately enough, it happened in my mid thirties. Right. Uh, but that's the foundation for who you are as a person and just everything you do you have to have an element of self-awareness right. before you can do anything. Right. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things where people kind of skip over it and, and they set goals for themselves and all these different life directions and, right. and different types of relationships uh, without taking that, as we say in the military, a pause at right. <laughs> you know, really consolidate and reorganize yeah. and say, okay, the bottom line up front is who am I, you know, What's up with my feelings? How come I have these types of feelings? You know, why do I have the desires that I have? Why do I look at life the way that I do and so forth and so on? So it's underrated, right. but uh, as a person who, who's been teaching resilience uh, in the army for a very long period of time, self-awareness is an important foundation uh, in your quest of knowing who you are and being a better person. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't know what that meant for me until you know not long ago like i don't even think i ever talked about that <laughs> like or, or anybody ever brought that up uh or anything because it it wasn't something um anybody really talked about like you know what I'm saying? like i said nobody like it, it, it wasn't a conversation piece yeah so you know like when you say it's it's an important part of who you are and and you know, in your journey right mm -hmm. um do you think that comes with maturity? It comes with maturity, uh, but it or, also just comes with your your ultimate quest for knowledge. Right. Uh, and you kind of find it maybe or, or there's an elder who tells you to kind of sit back for a second and really try to figure out and understand uh, who you are. You know, it's funny because we kind of get one particular label with us. And we just kind of run with it. Oh, he's a really good guy. It's like, well, everyone <laughs> says I'm a good guy. Well, right. that pretty much sums up self-awareness. And it's it goes way, 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 way deeper than that. Uh -huh. uh, because one <clears throat> of the things we don't do as, as humans is when things happen bad, we automatically like to blame other people and really skip the idea of, of, of trying to figure out what we did or didn't do to contribute to something. Right. That's a, that's a tough so, thing to do, uh, you know, to have yeah. some form of ownership. Hey, this happened because I didn't do 
what I was supposed to do. Now, why didn't I do what I was supposed to do? Right. Most people don't go that far into it. And ultimately having self-awareness makes you a better person, a, a better husband, better father, a better leader. Right. You know, it, it does a lot of good things for you. Uh, and most importantly, when you know who you are, no one else can tell you otherwise. Very true. You know, so people can call you all types of names, but if you know who you are, it, it goes in one ear and, and out the other. It's, <clears throat> so you say that and, and like, you know, um, self-awareness, like I look back and my early years, I didn't know who the hell I was. Like, I think um, <clears throat> the military is more or less telling me who I am. And, and like you said, if I knew myself, I could probably prevent a lot of things. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, right? Mm -hmm. So if I knew who I really was, I could prevent a lot of things that were coming ahead and that we're going to, yeah. you know, ultimately uh, at the end of the day, I'm, I had to come back and, and, and fix, you know, fix that part of me. Cause I, cause, yeah. cause I didn't know it. So the army, I think, Tends to want to control. I mean, I mean, I was just you saying they want to control and and and, and kind of point you into a direction of who you are. Mm -hmm. But like you said, for so long, and I don't think it took it took for me to start getting some rank and position to start finding out who I am on my own. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, ultimately, the sooner and earlier in life you find this out, uh, the better your life will ultimately be. It's never too late to, to, to figure out and, and get a good sense of your self-awareness, but the earlier, the better. And for me personally, you know, I, I always would sit back and just say, Hey, just, uh, like, uh, as we call in the army hip pocket training, just really right. quick, what three things do I know I'm good at or, or character things uh, about me? You know, I right. know that I have a sense of humor, I know that I have the ability to motivate and inspire others. And I know that I'm a problem solver. Right. So what are three things about myself that I need to improve? I am not a forgiving person and I'm not, I'm not a forgiving and merciful person. Right. Uh, secondly, I'm very judgmental. And I would say third, um, I can be very sharp with my words sometimes. Now, the interesting thing about the, the, the negative three is they're not, they can be used in a good way. So judge, being judgmental can help you. Sometimes being judgmental can save your life. It could. Uh, but you have to look at those three things and say, okay, you know, is this hindering me from being a better person, being a better leader, or being a better person uh, towards others? Uh, and once you know what those three things are, you can either elect to, to fix them or change them. Right. Or say at this particular juncture in my life, I don't really need to work on those three things. And the three things that you're good at, you know, you, you learn to that you can utilize those to kind of make yourself better, the world a better place and, and so forth. For example, if someone's trying to figure out something, it's like, well, I know that I'm a problem solver. This is my bread and butter. Let me get involved right. and, and let me let me help this where this person isn't doing very well. Let me get involved, motivate them, inspire them, help them to, out. to be a better person. Right. Now, the latter of the three things, the one thing, and even the soldiers that I teach resilience to, they always say, Sergeant Huggins, every time we, we talk to you, forgiveness and mercy is still on your list. And I'm like, I'm aware of that. <laughs> Fully aware of that. And that's and one thing I, I'm working on. Uh, yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So 
how do you think, um, at what point did you bring the self-awareness into all that was going on, you know, with like mental health and all that stuff? At, at, at what point were you like, all right, now I know what I need. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I know where I'm at. Like, mm -hmm. what was going on at that time for you? Well, I had known about self-awareness uh, ever since I started teaching resilience, which was probably 2010, 2011. Right. Uh, I always knew about it, uh, but I, I was a little bit more arrogant then and thought I had my shit together a little bit more than what I really did. Right. Uh, and it, it wasn't until probably a couple of years ago, I'd say when I was maybe 30, 35, 36, where I took a series of L's. Uh, Relationship-wise, yep. financially, I just took a bunch of L's. Uh, and I sat down one day and I said, enough's enough. Yeah. Like something's got to give. So let me, let me detach from what's happening around me. Let me take a day or two right. and really just write down what's going on and, and what am I and who am I and what am I not doing? Well, what am I doing? Well, what are my goals in life? What are the things I'm not too, that I could care less about? I just really took a moment. It's like a good look in the mirror. Yeah. And some of the things I had heard from other people, right. So it was, a, it was kind of like a confirmation. Like I know that I'm judgmental, but I've also heard people tell me that for some period of time and so forth. Right. Uh, and once I really kind of sat down and had that moment, I said, you know what? I, I know what I am and I know what I'm not. And these are the things that I want to do in life. And this is the person that I want to be, you know, let me use these things to help me get there ultimately. Right. So a lot of people, um, well, the, let me not say a lot of people, but for me, for sure, um, I know I was never big about writing. Like people were always like, hey man, write down your feelings, write down what you're thinking, write down this. And I'm like, man, I'm not doing that. It took me to go to treatment mm -hmm. where they make you write every day. And I actually started enjoying it because like you said, I think once you have it in writing, you tend to reflect on it a little more and you're like, <sighs> like, all right, you know what? Yeah, I know. And then just like you just said, there were things that, you know, I didn't hear again, but but like you said, like when I was writing stuff and I was trying to figure out who I am, I was thinking back like, oh damn, mm -hmm. my ex-wife did say this and my sister did say this to me and so-and-so, you know what I'm saying? I heard so-and-so say this mm -hmm. and it, and it makes you take such a deeper look into it. Um, and I think that's, I think if a lot more people wrote down, to be honest, like like actually journaled and actually kind of wrote down their thoughts and, you know, like you said, whatever, um, you know, they know that they need to work on what they want to work on goals. Mm -hmm. I think things would be a lot better for a lot of people. You know, I, I, obviously that doesn't work for everybody, but I think like it would help out in a big way. You know what I mean? It would. And like I said, we're as, as humans, we're, we're so used to when something doesn't go right we're automatically looking at others and the things around us and finding, you know, and we're legitimizing to a certain degree. We're not legitimizing. We're looking at it as a. I go ahead. So, you know, you could always look at it in a capacity of, you know, something goes wrong. Let's just, let's just say, for example, uh, you keep showing up late for something. And instead of just saying I'm showing up late because I'm not motivated enough or conscious enough to get up at the right time, set the alarm and yeah. go do what I need to do and, and show up. And maybe it takes you sitting back and saying, I'm just not motivated enough. And that's something that I need to work on. So how do I work on being motivated enough, being punctual, you know, taking my time 
more serious. Right. You know, I'm one of those people where I'm I'm somewhat lazy, but I'm not lazy for the things that are important to me or important to others. Right. Uh, and since I'm not a very forgiving person, the people that I allow in my life, I kind of give them like that read ahead beforehand. Like, hey, you know, you're really cool. Let me tell you a little bit about me. I'm always going to answer the phone when you call. I'm always going to be there for you whenever you need me. But so help you. Right. You fuck me over. Right. And and a lot of people benefit from that. Like, hey, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Can you pick me up? Can you bail me out? You know, can you give me a couple of dollars? So forth and so on. The negative part of me not being a very forgiving person is sometimes people do minor things. And it's over. And it's over. Yeah. So I end up losing good people in my life because they did something very simple, but, be, but because I'm not a very forgiving person, I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> you know, or even when, you know, sometimes people might say, Hey, you know, I did this, I did this, but what do you think about it? It's a fucking shit show. Yeah. Not realizing that there's a time and place to be that candid and be that blunt. Right. When you're in combat, you can always be very candid and blunt. It's the preferred method. Yeah. However, when you're talking to your kids, you got to kind of, hey, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you got to word it a little bit different. That right there is taking me a while to work out, man. Yeah. Like, it's because it's so hard. Like, it, it's taking me so long to remember to leave the boots at the door. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always, I'm always on. I'm always turned on. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and it's not until just the recent, you know, year or two or, yeah, year or two where I started thinking like, all right. Like, yo, I need to calm down. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like you said, I'm not in combat. I'm not in, I'm not an objective. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, that was, that was definitely one thing hard for me to like kind of start learning and, 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 and I'm still working on it, man. I'm still horrible at that. Yeah. But what you just demonstrated is an element of self-awareness. Right. Right. Is is saying, Hey, you know, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not so good at. The things that I'm not so good at, I, I do plan on working on them. And, and that's what's important. Sometimes, so even though I'm aware of these things, sometimes, like, for me, not that I intentionally am like, I don't give a fuck, but I just tend to, you know, forget, get off track. Yeah. And, and it takes some somebody else to bring me back, like, hey, like, you're acting like an ass right now. Or, you know what I'm saying? Why are you acting like that? And you're like, ah, oh, shit. All right, you know what? I need to chill out. But, yeah. Well, be mindful. Sometimes people take great pride in having some of those names and those badges attached to their names. You know, for example, somebody, if someone's used to being, you're, you're a dick. Yeah. It's just like, well, yeah, I, I am. And it's like, well, that's not always a good thing. No, I take, I, I, dude, <laughs> I, I take that stuff like to heart. Like, you know what I mean? If I recall that, I'd be like, damn, well, let me sit back here and, and think, why did they just say that? Mm-hmm. Like, like what got me to the point where I'm a dick? You know what I mean? But at yeah, that's that's probably outside of work because really at work I'm more like eh, like <laughs> like it is what it is like I mean you call me an asshole you call me a dick I'm a dick you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, but yeah man it's 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 something that I would have never learned for me I would have never learned if for me if I hadn't gone to to treatment like mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff man I, like I was just turned out you know what I mean and 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 I do think. What if I didn't go and I wasn't, you know, um, brought to self-awareness and if I wasn't like reminded of self-awareness, if I wasn't, you know, like would I be getting out the way I'm getting out or would I be getting out in different circumstances? You know what I mean? Because I was starting to kind of like lose it. 
but it but like I said, for me, it took going to rehab to like sit back and actually be self aware of what the hell what's happening in my life and how I was contributing to everything where before I was like, nah, I'm good. Like it's everybody else or, or, you know what I'm saying? It ain't me. Um, but. Well, one of the other things that you can do is if you're in a group setting with some of your closest friends, your, your spouse, your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, is to go over, like I said, three things that you, you know you right. are, that you're good at, and three things that you need to work on. And sometimes, like I said, you'll find in that company that people are just like, I agree with that. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. You are a great communicator and you are a good job of it. Uh, do a good right. job of inspiring right. and motivating people. However, if you say come to your house at seven o'clock and I show up at seven ten, you act a damn fool. All right. You know, so but it's our job to not always become so defensive when those things occur, when someone says, Hey, you know, you're, you're acting like an asshole, you're being a dick. Yeah. Uh, instead of just saying, okay, well explain to me, you know, how come you think that? Well, this, 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 and it's best if you just say, okay, let me, let me marinate on that for a little bit. Let me think about that. Right. Uh, and, and like I said, you may find that that's not the first time that you've heard those good or bad things about you. I'll, so before going to treatment, I think for me also was, was, uh, Critiques. The first time I ever seen critiques. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, those are tough sometimes. Oh gosh. <laughs> would you say about me? <laughs> That's. I, would you say about me? The first couple times I actually did. I actually went back out. Was like, y'all for real? <laughs> like you know, like y'all really just said this? <laughs> like cuss them out and you know, like what the fuck? But I would go back regardless and be like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, is, am I really that bad? Like, am I, you know what I'm saying? I don't listen. I don't, you know, I, I don't give people chances. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, you're right, man. It, it is hard to take critique. Like, it's hard. It's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many um, critiques it took, but it took after a while. I was like, I was like, and I definitely was became very self-aware of, uh, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things. And I would be just, that shit would just be running through my mind all day long. Like, oh man, like I gotta make sure I don't do that. Make sure I'm, you know, a lot better at this today. Yeah. Well, it, it also, it's also, it also can be important depending on who tells you, you know? So if some person that you don't really have a, a normal or everyday interaction yeah. with, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, you're a dick. It's like, nah, I don't even care about you. So like your opinion is irrelevant. You know, now someone who who's in your team, your boss, your supervisor, your girl, whatever the case may be, it's like, hey, you know, you're an asshole. You know, you, you're a little bit more prone to just saying, eh, okay, hmm, let me think about that. Let me let me see if there's some merit uh, to this. For me, it took a it took a boss uh, of mine some time ago. Uh, I was just being a little bit extra uh, when I shouldn't have been. Right. And uh, he just said, hey, look, motherfucker. Contrary to popular belief, the world doesn't evolve around you. And uh, it cut. I'm pretty sure it did. It cut because normally I had someone else who would always like jump in and go to yeah, bat for me. Yeah. But that person didn't go to bat. The person was just like, and I'm <laughs> like, oh. You know, and it, it took me leaving that room and kind of going off by my lonesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just saying, wow, that's not the first time I've heard that. Something. 
So maybe I got to kind of make some changes here. He's like, Hey, I, I get why you are the way that you are, right. but just remember all that we're doing here isn't centered around what you want to do. And if you're having a good day and all the extra shit you want to do. Right. Roger that. Not dude, a problem. Dude, that's just. <laughs> my platoon sergeant told me that. That's my platoon sergeant. Really? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, the first couple of times you hear it, like the first time you hear it, eh. second time you're like, eh. third time you're like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's a trend. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, wait a minute. So, now, so, oh, no, go ahead. The good thing about that is when you tie it into something like depression, yeah, self-awareness can be amazing for you in regards to battling that. Yes. Knowing your left and right limits. Yes. You know, knowing what you're capable of, knowing what you're not capable of, knowing where you should go, who you should be around. Uh, and so forth. Right. Uh, and, and that's, that's also an important thing when it, when it comes to dealing with things like depression as well, which plagues so many people uh, talking about depression is almost talking about porn in the seventies. It's like, <gasps> I don't uh, you ever talk about that. I was just going to say that, man, like depression is not something you want to even admit that you are struggling with. Like, um, but then at the same time, I didn't know what depression, I didn't know what depression was, what it felt like. I didn't know how it appeared. Like, you know, like I didn't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back, I'm like, wow. Like I remember when I started being isolated, I remember when I started canceling plans just to, yeah. cause I didn't want to leave the house and the house, you know, the blinds were, you know, and I like think back and I'm like, man, like that's crazy. Cause, cause I'm an extrovert, but in the last few years, uh, you know, I'm gonna say five, six years, five years, I've become an introvert. You know what I mean? And, and I, I don't like people. I don't want to be outside of my home really, like, yeah. <laughs> unless I got to go somewhere. But like, but now, like you said, being self-aware of your depression is a lifesaver too. Because for yeah. me, knowing what those, what everything was, you know, prior to me to going to treatment. Now I go, whew, ah, no, you know what? I've been in the house. Well, no nope, shades. So now no matter what, yeah. I get up in the morning, I come downstairs, pull up the, you know saying, pull up the, the blinds. Cause I know I need the light. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and, and like that goes for everybody that comes in my house that stays in my house. I'm con- you know, I'm always like, Hey, if you get up before me, open up all the blinds, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. just, I, I just like to come into a, to a bright home where like you just said, if I wasn't aware of the past where I slowly would just never, you know what I'm saying? Bring up the blinds. I would never turn on any lights. I would just, you know, and I, I wish I knew all that, man. I wish I knew, I knew all that was happening before it got way too, you know what I'm saying? Out of control. Um, but at the same time, and I'm not saying, you know, nobody's like this. I'm just speaking for myself and, and from my experiences from other people is that I think you also got to have a strong mind to, figure that out and then to put something in action to prevent mm. you falling back into that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think for me, I look back and I go, man, thank God that I've got the mind that I've got. Thank God I'm, 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 yeah. I'm a strong willed person. Thank God that um, I'm self aware of what's going on right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Because like there is days I get up, you know, I might get up at six o'clock just out of nowhere, but then I'm just like, uh, you know, let me lay here. And the next, you know, it's like noon. And then yeah. I'm still, it's like one o'clock and I'm like, and I, and, and, and there's times that I go, you know what? I ha- 
no matter what, I got to go somewhere. I got to get out of this house without yeah. just go for a drive, whatever it is, I got to get out of here. And I always leave for a couple hours. Um, but you hit that so perfect, man, that, that I think a lot of people that are in such a deep hole is that they're finding a hard way to be self-aware of what's going, you know what I'm saying? Of, of their depression and, and like what's going on at that time. Well, you know, and, and I'm sure you can attest to this, you know, you experience things in life that the average person would think are frightening and scary. Right. For me personally, there is nothing that has ever shaken me to my core. No. Like, de- like depression. Yeah. And it's in here. It's not in a bunker. Yeah. It's, it's not in a car driving past you shooting at you. It's not in a three-story building shooting at you. Right. It's in here. And the best way I can describe depression is, is like being in Gotham city where it's all dark and dusty (laughs) and the mood's kind of shitty. And you're like, Jesus Christ, does it ever get daylight here in Gotham city? Is it always dirty and and dusty? And you could win a million dollars while you're depressed and find a reason to be even more depressed that you didn't win 2 million. Right. You know, and you look out, you know, you maybe you're out back and you're watching your kids play or you're watching, you know, your girl do yoga or whatever's going on. And they're having the time of their lives. Right. And you're just like the two angry Muppets from the old school Muppet show. They're always, just, <laughs> <laughs> always fucking pissed at something. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about people like me and you and, and coming from the backgrounds that we come from, yeah. we're very good at masking. Yes. Because in our profession, we got to perform. I was going to say, you got to, yeah. You feeling how you feel, bottom line or front, we hitting the objective at 20 hundred. So you got to get rid of that for now or put that somewhere and you got to perform and do what you got to do. We take the same mentality back here in garrison in the civilian sector, the exact same, the exact same mindset, you know, and next thing you know, and Pink Floyd says it best. And then one day you find 10 years have got behind you. And and you've been, and you've been living that way. And there's a whole world of awesomeness, colors and beauty and smell and landmarks and people that are happening around you, but you're living in Gotham city near the train tracks or something. And you're just, and that's just what you're doing, you know? So, man. And even, even being able to, even in 2021, being able to talk about it, it's 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 a lot more talked about now, but Slowly, it, it took a, right. a lot of work and a lot of loss of life. It did, man. Um, so when I when when I became vocal with mine, like you know what I'm saying, with like with my own issues, it it, it was shortly after. It was just man, going to treatment, man, was was like huge for me, and like knowing what a dark place I was, you know what I mean, and then knowing that, ah, fuck. You're not the only one like, yo, there's all your other boys going through it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you start talking to people and you start just like reading, you know, vibes on Facebook and you're like, man, like I'm not the only one, but nobody's talking about this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's, it's a dark subject, dark place to go and, and bring in conversation. But it's, it's, it's like, coming from there like I like it was so bad man like 
come from that dark place where like I was avoiding everybody and not being around everybody at all. Like not nothing at all, Huggy. Like, mm -hmm. bro, like I'd have plans and I would cancel because I'm just like, I just don't want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I don't want to call it fear, but it was something in me that just didn't want to even go outside and be seen by people. I was just like, yo, I just want to just like, you know, and I'd order food to go and, you know, do the quick exchange. But even then I'm just like, I don't really want to like see nobody, man. Mm -hmm. Um, Depression is scary, man. It's fucking scary. If you don't know what to look for and if nobody talks to you about it and you don't figure it out soon enough, it's, I can definitely see how people just lose themselves in it, you know? Because uh, I lost myself for a while, but I can see how people go deep, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, into yeah. into, into, oh, yeah. into a very horrible, horrible, dark place where it ends in, you know, tragic uh, situations, but... Well, sometimes it's it's the people that you interact with every day that have become experts at masking. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know that once he gets in that car to go home for the day, he's in the depression has returned, Facts. you know, and he's living in a completely different world uh, than the rest of the people around him. And, you know, it's we try to be as vigilant and aware of the people around us as we possibly can. But even when I started to come out and tell people that I suffered from depression, people were just like you. Yeah. Of all people, right? It's well, because like, well, well, when you were around society, right, and, and when you were around people, you you were the one that they wanted to see performing, right? Yeah. So you're gonna smile, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna you're gonna be you, or mm -hmm. you know, um, but yeah, like you said, once you leave, man, it's it's <laughs> like, so we're talking about you know what I'm saying depression. That's where we're at, man. Like. It, it's scary how dark I was. Um, um, I'm gonna share this with you, and I, I, I might have shared this with you, and actually, no, I did in the past. But like, I've never said this out in public. But like, you know, there was many times that I held a gun in my head. You know what I mean? Just yeah. depressed and sitting there. Um, you know, I always tell people this: like, I don't have the balls <laughs> to, yeah. to go through it. You know what I mean? As much mm -hmm. as I, I might have thought about it, like, never had the balls to go through it because, like, um no matter how depressed I was, no matter how down or dark it was, like I was still constantly um, in that winning mode. Like, I don't want, like I'm not a quitter. Like I'm not going to quit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to push through. Um, but like you said, it like people around me when, when they saw me in that dark place, um, you know, they would do things like just stop by and randomly or call all the time just to, just to, you know what I mean? Cause they knew like, yo, like he's, he's in a horrible place. And I think like you said, nobody knows you better than the people who see you, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? On a regular basis, like, you know, they know yeah. your real emotions, your fake emotions. And if you're trying to cover it up and I think ultimately that's really what saved me at the end of the day was, it was people that were around me constantly um, that were seeing the path that I was going and the, you know what I'm saying? The dark place that I was, no matter how much I try to, uh, cover it up. Um, mm -hmm. um, and I think about this all the time and, 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 you know, w when people commit suicide and, and, uh, people go, you know what I'm saying? Veterans, I must only speak of veterans, veterans go do all these suicide shooting or any type of shooting. I'm always like, where were their boys at? Like not saying their boys could have stopped them, but like, yeah. like, where were they at to not know something was not, you know, going right. Um, you know, I, I got a best friend here, two of them. And if I feel a little ounce of something different, 
I know. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'll even tell someone, you know what I'm saying? At times I'll be like, yeah, you're saying that, but something's not right. Like, what's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? What's happening? And eventually mm-hmm. they talk about it. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's it's a combination of you being self-aware and at the same time having your your loved ones and you just being aware of your people around you, you know? Mm-hmm. Your battle buddies and stuff like that. Well, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, it's equally just as important to be mindful of the people that you have around you because some people can make the depression worse. And some people, (laughs) some people can say, you've been in that house for three days, but I know you like to go bowling. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. I'm coming past the house nine o'clock. Have your shoes, your yeah. glove, and your bowling yes. ball ready. We going. Yes. You know, so it's I remember one time I had a meeting with the with the command group and we were talking about resilience. You know, the army was really pushing it. And uh our first sergeant was a you know, a real gung-ho prior like Marine guy right. who didn't believe in feelings in any way, shape, or form. And we were talking about resilience and I'm listening to all these people talk and you got your element of people that are just like, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll meet the requirement of 350-1, you know, and that was kind of like, but I'm like, no, 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 we should do a little bit more and so forth. And then the first sergeant said, bottom line up front, the motherfucker going to kill himself, he's going to kill himself. And there ain't nothing that a class resilience or nothing can do about it. Right. Anyone. And uh, me being me, you know, I was I was very respectful, and I said, First Sergeant, with all due respect, I strongly fucking disagree with you." Right. And uh, you know, you start to hear cheers start to turn, like, "Oh, here we go." And I gave them my story and told them what the bottom line up front is. I said something as simple as stopping by someone's we'll CP uh, office and just saying, "Hey, how's everything going? Is everything okay? Right. You need anything? Let's do lunch." You know, how are the kids? You know, how's the career going and so forth and so on. Uh, That in itself might not necessarily prevent someone from doing it, but it might at least help them see that someone gives a shit about them. Because when you're depressed, the one thing you think is that no No one one gives a shit about you. Yes, sir. Yes, Mm -hmm. sir. I agree, man. I agree with you. Um, And again, man, like... (sighs) This was a great subject to talk about, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, um, but that is the truth, man. No matter how much my sister called or whoever called or my boys called or stopped by, I, you're right. I did always think, like, nobody cares. Like, like you know what I mean? like, But thinking back, I'm like, well, how did I let my mind even get to that point? Like, how did my mind even veer off Ain't to, that scary. to such a absurd, very absurd... <laughs> Mm-hmm. thing you know what I mean like it's crazy man and 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 just thinking about that now that you said that I, I just think back I'm like how, how did that get there it's crazy how you can get there on yourself like by yourself just like that but, right no matter how yeah. many no matter how much people are pushing against it mm-hmm. you're like nah and and man Augie, like that's, I mean, so how do you even stop? So how would you, how would you prevent something like that? Let's just say on a company level. Like, you know well, what I mean? How, how would you even go about that? Well, 
from a company level, first and foremost, you got to know your soldiers, right. you know, and I think we're starting to live in a time frame where people are kind of not as involved in their soldiers' lives as they should be. And I don't mean like you're where you're going, who you're going with, where you're coming home. Like, right. I don't mean any of that. Just checking in and saying, hey, how's everything going? How's the marriage going? Right. How's your kid doing? How's that newborn? Yeah. How's it? Yeah. yeah. Marriage is really good. We're going to Cancun. You know, we're thinking about having another baby. I'm really excited. Okay. I'm happy to hear that. You go yeah. to the next guy. You know, how's the marriage going? That's going good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going good. <laughs> okay. You don't have to go into specifics. Yeah. You know, uh, but you're still happy that you're married. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm definitely happy that I'm married. And, you know, we're going through some things, but I believe it's going to get better. Okay. I like that. You go to the next guy, you know, how's the marriage going? <sighs> yeah. yeah. How about right after formation, me and you go get something to eat, grab a cup of coffee. Yeah. Something as simple as that. Instead of just saying that mentality that we have of, it ain't my business. How long, how long was that guy in the military? Above 20 years, right? Which guy? The guy. One who said, uh, if you're going to yep. do it, you're going to do it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was a hard charging old school. Right. Right. And then yeah. that's and and that's um, I don't know if we talked about this in the last podcast, but that's the one thing I that we had a conversation about this at the office the other day when I stopped by um, was that as these old heads are starting to retire, you know, what I'm saying in a respectful way, I'm not calling them old heads, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, what I'm saying is these these old school guys are getting ready to, uh, you know, get pushed out. And mm -hmm. our generation, I'm gonna say our generation is starting to kind of come up. I think that mentality is being like, it's starting to fade out. You know what I mean? Cause me mental health now is huge and, and people are kind of a little more aware. Um, you know, again, like, so I know in special forces, the camaraderie, the the brotherhood is there, but it's not like when I was back on a, on a platoon level, like when I remained between I had a platoon, a squad, a team, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah. completely different mm -hmm. where you got a 10 man team and everybody's above 30 fucking five, 33 years old. Everybody's mm -hmm. married. Um, we never had real team functions. We might've had one or two, but I think there at those levels and above, I think it becomes more of work associates. Yeah. And you're like, eh, as long as he's there every day, I'm cool. Like, I don't really care as long as I ain't got to pick up his slack. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I don't have to, we're good. Um, mm -hmm. But nobody really cares, like, what's going on in, in Tim's life or Tom's life or so-and-so's life. You know what I mean? The the leadership might have to because, mm -hmm. like you said the other day, what you say, you know what I'm saying? Everything, you know what I'm saying, comes down. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you were to fuck up, hey, man, everybody's getting fucked. Yeah. So I think to a certain extent, the leadership has no choice but want to like know a little bit about you just so they can, you know, maintain the, you know, the checkbox of bless off, whatever. Um, well, it also it also ties into when you get into the corporate side of the army. Right. Where it becomes more of a of a desk, administrative, regulatory type of contraption of sorts, where once four o'clock comes, you don't see anybody. That's it. Until the next day. And you brought up a very good point about how the older guys with that hard charging mentality who are very anti feelings, very anti yes. mental health, they're starting to weed out. However, we're also getting an increase in people that are having uh, mental issues <laughs> and from depression. I didn't even think uh, of that. Because the truth of the matter is 
our depression most likely just stems from the experiences that we had yeah. living a certain type of lifestyle, doing the job that we were doing. Right. Now we're ushering in a whole new group of people who are suffering from depression from things like uh, social media, you know. Yeah, FOMO. Uh, was that right? It's called FOMO. I mean, I mean, I don't even. Know. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a whole nother, like a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah. To it almost. So it's like we're we're becoming better equipped, but we're also having an increase in the people that are having the mental issues, uh, as well. So, you know, I mean, we've made great progress, like I said, uh, but now it's happening to people at a very younger age, right? As well. Uh yeah. So so. I also, you know, um, I don't even know because I don't want to veer off too much off the subject, but, you know, adding to that. So, like, for me, when I was in that dark place of mine for, you know what I'm saying, for a while, um, the Army wasn't making it any better either. And I'm not saying at my chain of command level, uh, you know, I had a very horrible, nasty divorce. So, you know, when, when family advocacy, uh, yeah, uh, family advocacy, you know what I'm saying, was called, FAT was called. Like it would just add on, yeah. And and people don't understand, like, yo, like this, like it was throwing me in such a. I, th I think that's where my depression really started, kind of stemming from, because like, you know, they just kept adding to it, and like you mm -hmm. said, I don't think family obviously even gave a fuck of like you know, and, and I would tell them like, yo, this is like starting to get to me, like this is becoming stressful, like this is hurting my job, like this is hurting my performance, like this is like like y'all are just harassing me at this point because she just calls, you know, and and complains about whatever, mm -hmm. but. What I'm trying to, um, I don't think the army knows how to handle that either yet. You know what I mean? And and, and I'm not, I can't speak for everybody because I know people are going to be like, well, you know, my, you know, my unit. And, and I'm, I'm not talking about your immediate chain of command. I'm talking about as a branch, as a whole, is, you know, yeah. um, and the policies and, you know, um, the policies that are set in place and regulations that are set in pl place, I think are honestly made to add on to your depression and add on to your issues more than help you out. I think it takes your immediate chain of command to realize, hey, all right, we know that's a policy. We know that's, you know what I'm saying? The regulations, but we're going to do this because he's going through some shit or he's, you know, or he is or her or whatever. Um, but my experience was the army really just tends to make things a lot worse than what it is. And they don't care because at the end of the day, if you keep fucking up, they're just going to kick you out. They're just going to discharge you anyway. You know what I mean? And they don't care yeah. what happens to you on the outside. Well, it's, it's a, it's a numbers game to a certain degree, a readiness thing to a, to a certain degree. Uh, so I understand that they have to factor that in a little bit, right? Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that, that's internally destroying our men and women in uniform. Big time. You know, and it's like you, you, you survive X and X amount of combat tours, IEDs, ambushes, and so forth. Right. You know, only to suck start a shotgun in your car outside your house. Right. You know, and a lot of times the military opts to deal with something by the numbers and by the regulatory guidance instead of just saying, hey, look, Tim, Come into my office. Let me talk to you. First off, I love you and I care about you. And if something were to ever happen to you, it would break my heart. Right. So I want to help you. Like, fuck all of this extra shit that's going on. I want to help you and I want you to get better. So we 
are going to get through this. Right. Not me, you, and the next two levels of the chain of command and the two officers down there. Me and you, we're going to work through this together. Right. And if we're going to blast it. We ain't going to put it out on front street. Right, right. We're going to work on this together. And I'm going to hold you accountable. You're going to hold me accountable. But we're going to work through this together. I don't want anything to happen to you. Something as simple as that versus, all right, sit down. All right, you got to go see the chaplain tomorrow. And they're going to give you some appointments, but you got to come back with the list of appointments because we just can't let you go like that. No. So you got to make sure you get all the appointments. You got to talk to somebody about your work. It's just like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Or, uh, or you might even have an escort. Most you know, embarrassing right? thing ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you for making my problems even a lot worse than than what they already are. You know. Now everybody knows. Right. And now everyone's handling me with these kid gloves. Right. Which is is what I don't need. All right. Um, I was very fortunate enough in my career once I got to the the corporate part of the army, where I, I worked for a, a senior enlisted guy. Uh, in the Army National Guard. And uh, I traveled with him a lot. And I, I did my job. I always told the line. Right. There was one particular trip we were doing. When I came back, I told his aide, I said, hey, when we're back from this trip, when I come back, I got to go to the hospital for some stuff. She said, for what? I made the fatal mistake of saying I have to see, you know, psychiatrists, psychologists. For what? PTSD, depression. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Right. I understand. <clears throat> the next day I was counseled. Yeah. And in that counseling, and I still have it to this day, it said, we are removing you from this office oh. because, because you said that you are suffering from all of this stuff and we want you to get better. So we're going to send you down to the first sergeant's office to work down there yep, and, yep. And, and get help and all this other stuff. This was maybe a Monday. And she said, you report there next Monday. Yeah. And I said, okay, not a problem. Tuesday, the next day, she had moved all of my stuff out of my office and moved it to the first sergeant's office. So the walk from that very, very prestigious organization at the highest level of the Army National Guard to walk down that hallway to the first sergeant's office he obviously knew why I was there. And I sat down in the chair and my depression was at its highest at that yeah. point. And he said something to me that helped push me in the right direction. He said, Huggy, listen here, I'm gonna tell you like this. I know what she's talking about. I know what she's saying, but here you got a fresh start. All you gotta do is get yourself better and show me that you can still function properly. And I'll do anything in this world for you. I'm not holding anything over your head, anything you need, any appointments you got, you do it. Right. You know, but show me that you're not what she said you are. And if you do that, I'll get you a permanent job here or wherever you want. Right. And that's exactly what I did. So he gave me the platform to get better, mm-hmm. but also said in, in the same token, if you've you got the time, I want you to take these two, these two things on. We're failing at them miserably. Fix them. I know you can, you know, you can show me. And I did. And I am here at 20 years because of that one moment in time. Yeah. Because I could have easily said, I tell y'all motherfuckers what, 
<laughs> I'm out. I'm gone. Right. Uh, and even to this day, me and him are, are great, great, great friends. And since I was able to to overcome that obstacle, he rewarded me even after we didn't work together anymore. Throughout my career, hey, I got this thing coming up where you're going to potentially meet the president of the United States. Right. Send me your write up and I'll make that happen for you. So he continued to reward, reward me right. for that. And he, he always gave me a platform to teach resilience and help other people. And I will always admire him for that. But the flip side is you had chain of commands. Like I said, you got to go here, 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 yeah. here, here. And they got to sign off on the bottom and say you went there. And, you know, you go to the hospital, you say one wrong thing. You're a patient now. Yeah. Now you're living there. You know, yeah. so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing. It's definitely, like I said before, it's, it's the scariest thing I've ever encountered in my whole entire life. It, so my, my, uh, beginnings to depression, um, you know, um, to go back to masking things up and, and hiding them, you know, um, I, I was deploying, you know, you know, like I said before, and I've said it many times, like I was, you know, I was deploying minimum one time a year to three times a year, you know, like, like I was just gone all the time. Um, but then I had an ex-wife who knew how to get to me and that was through my job. And that was to calling every day, like, you know, calling not just the chain of command every day, but calling as high as she could in the chain of command to mm -hmm. the group, to calling family advocacy, making all types of accusations over and over. And my chain of command at the time um, was like, hey, we don't care what you're doing, but we need you to go to these classes. And I'm like, well, I don't need anger management. Well, no, you need to go because we just need you to go, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. But the more I had to go, guess what happened? I was missing training events. I would miss mm -hmm. deployments or I'd, you know what I'm saying? I'd miss a chance to go on a deployment. I miss a deployment. But you know what I mean? I, like I'd miss these opportunities. And that had me starting to, f that increased my drinking. Cause I, you know, I was upset, man. And I, you know, and all that, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of having a chain of command at the time who was supportive and going, yo, all right, obviously, this is one of those dudes who who just loves being, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we all love being at work, but like this dude kind of like, if we send him away, this shit's going to get worse type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he like, yeah. he, he doesn't seem like one of the dudes that's going to be able to like get over this very, very easily. And so in SF, usually, you know, you spend about 36 months on a team. You might do something else, you know, like a B team or whatever. But then at some point, usually everybody does some sort of swick time, which is like, you know, recruiting, uh, instructing somewhere, whatever, somewhere, mm -hmm. pretty much you're giving back to the unit, to the regiment is what it is. But, and, and that usually comes up in, in January for orders and you, everybody's usually, you're saying that the, the changeovers are usually in June. Mm -hmm. So when our time came up, you know, every summer major has to give somebody up. And for me, he was just like, honestly, he was just like, I'm sick and tired of dealing with Brahani's, with Tom's wife. Like I'm sick and tired of it. Like I don't want to deal with it. So I'm gonna send this dude away. Mm -hmm. Kick the can down the road. Yep. But all that did for me was send me down a spiral, mm -hmm. like immediately. Um, Cause I'll admit it, you know, and, and my uh, battalion commander said it to me just recently, like, you know, a couple months ago, he was like, Tom, he was like, I didn't agree with you coming here. You know what I'm saying coming here to Swick. He was like, you know, you should have stayed there. Uh, but he was like, um, you know, a lot of dudes are either, you know, field guys or, you know, admin guys 
not too many could do both. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he was like, and you're a field guy. And I, was, and I thought about it. I was like, yeah, man, like I don't do this admin thing. So for me, like getting sent down, I felt betrayed. I felt left alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I felt alone. I felt uh, thrown away. Like, man, I've done all this. I've, I've given up my family for this unit. And, and this is how, you know, you're repaying me, especially when there was other people that were, you know, kind of uh, vouching for me to stay. And, and mm -hmm. I voiced my opinion to multiple people like, yo, like, I don't think I should go. But my chain of command, the, the reason I bring this story up is, you know, originally my chain of command contributed like dramatic, like a lot, man, to my depression mm -hmm. from that point on. You know what I mean? I'm talking about at that immediate time when I got by, by that Sergeant Major, when I got sent down, he contributed so much. He didn't understand what he was doing to me. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. I'll admit, man, I wasn't strong enough to pull myself out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just wasn't like, I was, I was very weak when I left there, you know, mentally I was just not in the right headspace, and I fell in such a deep fucking hole that the only time I was normal or felt at home or could really fake the funk was when I was at work. Mm -hmm. The second I left work, it was how, you know, I just want to drink and be alone. That's it. Mm -hmm. It, you know, like you said, once I became self-aware of what was happening for me and, and, and how what I was contributing to my problems that were going yeah. on and thinking back and thinking, you know what? Yeah, he sent me here because of my wife. But how did I contribute to that? What what was what the hell did I do? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To get me to this point, because she didn't do it on her own. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, but it took for me to notice that and knew how dark of a place I was in my depression and then to have the chain of command, like you said, that was like, you've done a lot for us. You've served your time. You you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like you did your part. We appreciate it now. You got a year left. You know what I'm saying? At the time it was two, you know, a year and a half uh, or two years. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? They were like, you're just taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Get better. That's all we want. Like, you know, like you're retiring. Just take care of yourself from here on out. And, and. I say this all the time and I'm going to continue to say it over and over, man, like chain of command can make you or break you or they can contribute to your death. And I fucking want totally believe that. You know what I mean? If the chain of command does not realize where you're at in life and they just contribute to your problems and then kick you out on the street and then you commit suicide or go murder somebody, I think you should be held accountable too in a, in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it took, I mean, I was lucky enough to have that chain of command that noticed that just like yours. Yeah. And go, yo, all right, go, you know, go, get, go, go seek help. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was grateful, man, in that situation that, that, that I had that and that I continue to, and that's why I tell people now, like all the time, man, like I didn't realize, you know, I was one of those foolish people that I thought that I felt like at 20 years when I retired, 25 years, whenever that the army's going to miss me. Nobody cares. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, um, the reason I say this, I tell people that and I go, you got to worry about yourself, man. You got to take care of yourself because when your time is over, <laughs> nobody cares what the fuck you do as long as you get out of here. Like, nobody yeah. cares. And you're getting out of here one way or another. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, like I tell a lot of people this is, is take care of yourself. You see a problem, fix it. Like everything else will pan out. You got to worry about yourself because nobody else is going to. And your mental health is your number one thing because you don't want to leave here fucked up because if you leave here fucked up, it's gonna be very, very hard to get out of it. Very hard to fix it. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to catch it early on. And I think you got to like, uh, you know, be self-aware. <laughs> you you and, have to be. And like you said, that, that chain of command is, is, is very crucial to whether or not you have a, a fighting chance in negotiating the obstacle of depression or not. Yeah. And a lot of times they opt to look at you as a problem instead of a person. Uh, exactly. This is a problem. How do we get, how do we fix this problem? We get rid of it. Yep. Done. Versus saying somebody hey, else's problem, not mine. Some other organizations, some other companies problem. Yep. Instead of saying you're one of us, we take care of our own. Right. And we're going to back you 100%. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We're we going to do that. We're going to yeah. take care of that for you. Get yourself better. And luckily enough, as I started to progress through the ranks and, and you know, get my leadership time, I was able to take a lot of those things that I had in my tool bag to help my soldiers be better and right. help them navigate depression and things like that as well. And that's why I always make sure I talk to all of the soldiers, not as a, I'm in charge, you're a soldier type of, but just Tim to John. What's yeah. up, man? How you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. You know, you know, everything good. You got your money, you know, your old lady's good. Kids good. Yeah. You know, I'm struggling a little bit, you know, financial. Okay. Let's talk about it. Come into the office after NCOPD. Let's, let's chop it up. You know what I mean? I might got some advice or someone that can help you with this situation. Instead of just saying, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the common dismissive way of getting rid of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's unfortunate, man. Right. You know, and you have to forge those relationships with, with your soldiers. Uh, because <laughs> when you when you go to them and you talk to them about just the random dumbest shit, you know, did you yeah. see Saturday Night Live last night? That shit was hilarious. I don't give a shit about Saturday Night Live. I know he does. Right. Oh, sorry. I watch Saturday Night Live, blah, blah, blah. So every day on Monday when we go to work, you see Saturday Night Live, he's looking forward to that conversation. Yeah. And by forging that relationship, that might increase his chances of saying, yeah, I did see Saturday Night Live, but I uh, also had a pretty shitty weekend. Yep. Come on, bro. Let's talk about it, man. Not Sergeant Huggins to specialist such and such, Tim to John, man. Let's talk about it. And sometimes it takes just you saying, you know what, man? I went through the same thing. Yep. Really? Sorry. If I'm lying, I'm fine. I, I suffer from depression too. Now that relationship and that bond becomes stronger. Yeah. Because all he's doing is is watching and listening to how you react to everything. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what'd you say? You're sad and depressed. You need to go see the chaplain tomorrow. We're gonna go talk to you. It's just like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Here yeah, we yeah. go. And that was never my approach. And I would sit in meetings and they're just like, this soldier's got this. We got to do this. He's like, no, 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 no. Let me talk to the soldier. Yeah. Or first sergeant, you're a very personal person. Everyone loves you to death. You know, that soldier's from Chicago. You're from Chicago. You got some common denominators. Right. <laughs> talk to him. Right. You ain't that busy that you can't pull the soldier off to the side and have a conversation. Uh, and those are the little things uh that help that might just give the soldier, you know, an element of help, you know, because like I said, you, you don't get necessarily a warning about the depression. It particularly, you're not self-aware, yeah. you know, t- two weeks have gone by and you've been in complete darkness, shades down, you're barely eating, yeah. you're losing weight. You can't sleep. You know, you're arguing over dumb, minute shit. And that week turns to two, turns to three, turns to four. 
you know, and when you're depressed, something that we teach in resilience is called the negativity bias. It's your brain's quest to find negative things to support why you feel negative. That's why I always tell my soldiers, you know, if it's raining outside and we're in the field, if I say, man, it's fucking raining and it sucks, nine times out of 10, that's just going to echo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does suck. This is fucking tragic. (laughs) Instead, if you say, it's fucking pissing out here, but that's just what we do in this profession. We suck it up and we drive on. And later on this evening, we're going to crack a few beers. We're going to play some beer pong. You know, we're going to crack some jokes. We're going to clean up, hit the club, whatever the case may be. Now the soldiers is just like, this sucks, but you know what? I'm looking forward to when we get out of here and have some fun. Something as, as simple as that. And as a person who suffers from depression, it's like you're sitting somewhere and you've got a beautiful home. You've got a beautiful family. Your money's right. Yeah. You're, as, uh, as, as a famous rapper named Pusha T says, he says, you're full willing right. I mean, you got your car game good. Right. And all these <laughs> things are going well. And you're just sitting and it's like, it's irrelevant. Yeah. And you're finding every minuscule thing to support that depression of why you're a failure, why you're a loser and why you're a piece of shit. You're looking at that one time you got counseled two years ago instead of all the soldiers that have come to you and said, I heard you were leaving the unit. Please don't leave the unit. Yeah, we yeah. love you. We need you. You taught us so much. You're not even looking for that because that negativity bias, the, the force is strong with a negativity bias. Right. You know, like I said, all these good things are happening around you and you're just finding, yeah, you know, I bench pressed 315, but uh, last week I only got 285. Yeah, I'm a failure. Instead yeah. of saying I got 285 because I took a couple of weeks off, started drinking, you know, stop working out. And that's why I'm at 285. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, bro, I agree with you, man. Um, it, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird that you just brought that up. That's why I was smiling. You know what I'm saying? You saw me smiling like that. Cause, cause I was just thinking about, about, you know, uh, my situation, how you were saying how, you know, if the chain of command can, can, uh, relate or, or, you know what I'm saying? Just be, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't say you generous, but like compassionate, you know what I'm saying? If they're compassionate, compassionate. Um, So, you know, when I was told I was coming here, right. I was, I was, I was given a report day, obviously um, the night prior, the night of actually. So like, you know, the 10th is when I was supposed to report there. The ninth at at 2300, (laughs) right. We were leaving the next morning to go to Bragg. Um, You know, we get into altercation, cops come. I refuse to talk. Um, cause you know, I just, I was intoxicated and, you know, it's just not a good situation. So, so I decided not to talk. I get taken to jail. Um, the ex-wife is pissed, takes my phone, doesn't call anybody. I sit in jail for five days in county jail for five days it's cause nobody knows where I'm at. So I'm supposed to report. So I've already signed out out of Campbell. I'm supposed to report to Bragg, but I don't show up to Bragg. Mm. So phone calls are being made like, uh, Hey, and they're like, well, he took leave 45 days ago. So, you know, and they're making phone calls. Um, so anyways, the reason I bring this up, cause I'm in jail, I'm getting ready to get out five days later. And I'm just like, yo, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm already feeling like shit. I, I, I know my career is done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I missed a report date, which I've never even heard anybody doing that. But I, like to me, mm-hmm. just fathoming what could happen. I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done. And our group sergeant major at the time was known 
to not be compassionate at all. Yeah. I had never talked to the guy, but everybody was like, like everybody was like, dude, like you don't want to be on the guy's bad side. So when I went to jail and you know, five days later I'm getting out. Um, I remember calling my buddy and I'm like, yo, you know, it, I think it was like noon or 1300 when I got out somewhere around there. Um, I'm like, man, like, what do I do? I was just going to go tomorrow. He's like, no, you need to get this over with now. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I'm just like the feeling in me, huggy, um, like you said, you know, you use the word failure. That's what I felt like. Mm-hmm. So first time in my career that I had like really fucked up like this, like, you know, majorly, uh, I felt lost. I felt, um, so down that it was ridiculous. Cause I knew it was coming ahead. I was like, this aren't majors. He's, you know what I mean? He's, 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 he's going to fuck me up, man. Like, that's it. My career is over. Like everything I worked for and I got two, you know, three years left, four years left and I'm, and I'm done. Um, but I get, you know, my buddy was like, no, you just need to go get this, knock this out. Like either way you're going to see him. So you just, you might as well go now. So I went yeah. from jail, directly from jail, uh, to his office. And at the time I had called the first time, you know what I'm saying? Of, of, of HSC, and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I need to go see something. Maybe the group's all right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, uh, he'll be waiting <laughs> for you. You know what I mean? Like I'll walk you down there, come in the office and we'll go down there right now. I'm like, all right. Huggy, I never been shaking and scared of my life. Like that's the first time I think in my middle school that I was shaking like that. Like I was just like, my career is done. Like I'm, I'm sitting here in front of the dude just shaking because I'm thinking he doesn't care where I'm at in my life. He doesn't care that I didn't want to go to brag. He doesn't care that I have a shitty marriage and you know, I've got an alcohol problem that I don't even know yet, but you know what I'm saying? He doesn't care about none of that shit. And I walk in there and I'm shaking and he goes, first of all, I'm proud of you. And I was like, huh? And he's like, cause that you didn't put hands on anybody that even as drunk as you were, mm-hmm. you maintained your, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you maintained yourself mm-hmm. and didn't, you know, hurt anybody. And he goes, cause, cause I, I don't want to say what he said because you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's yeah, something, yeah. but, but, but he, he uh, uh, related to me and was just like, I understand. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, the, so I'm not in trouble? And he, he, you know, he was just like, you're a dumbass. He gave me the speech. And for me, it was, he, you know, he was like, I'm going to brag and I'm taking over that something major position at, 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 at group. So if you fuck up again, just understand. And you come across my desk. And that's what he said to me. He's like, if you come across my desk again, just mm-hmm. understand I will not be easy on you. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. So... The reason I bring this up is because what you were saying, and 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 if it was not for him, that could have gone. So, I don't know even know if I, where I'd be at right now because I would have been kicked out. Because even he said he, uh, well, actually, he didn't say somebody else told him because I didn't know. But while I was waiting for orders, since I had gone to jail, he was supposed to report it up that way, and you know what I mean. But he went behind closed doors and got me uh, my orders amended. Um, and 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 that goes into other people that were vouching for me were like, "Yo, this is out of his character. Like, this is this is." Like, you know what I'm saying? This is not him, da, da, da. And so he was very compassionate and relatable. And it was him who could have put me in a deeper hole. Mm-hmm. I still was depressed, but not, I don't think as depressed as I would have been if I, he would have been like, you're not even going to brag anymore. We're just kicking you the fuck out. Yeah. Cause you're at 16 years and we don't want you to reach 18 and we just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but he was very, you know, relatable man and I think to me I think that was what saved me originally 
because it could have gone bad immediately, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I think it takes somebody to understand where you're coming from and to see it and, and, and know that, hey, man, you're a human being. Like, we all fuck up. Like, we all fuck up. Yeah. The severity is different, but we all fuck up. And I think everybody needs to, you know, understand where that person is walking, what their journey is and what's going on. In their, you know what I'm saying? What's going on in their path right now. Um, but that's one thing like I wish and what I'm hoping for that I can potentially, you know, few years, whatever, be in a place where I can help the army change their way on that. Like, seriously, like that's my goal is to be at a table one day and sit down and, and, you know, sharing my experiences and what everybody else went through and the gaps Mm -hmm. (laughs) in in the system, um, that, uh, need to be addressed, man. Cause at the end of the day, you owe it to these people that raised their hand, you know what I mean? The small percentage of Americans that, that raised, I'm saying that fucking rose their hand to, uh, defend their country and you know so at the end of the day before you send them out i think you owe it to them like to fix them up you know what i mean and and send them the best that you can and again not everybody's fixable and we all know that but i think a majority of people can be fixed before you know what i'm saying to a certain level that will help them at least gain some sort of skills uh for survival when they get out well most importantly as as an institution of the military, we owe it to our service members <laughs> to do that. We at least owe them that much because we've done so much to to keep the institution alive and to do our part. Uh, so that's the least they can do uh, is to elect to treat us like a person and not a problem. Right. You know, I in my last job that I transitioned to as an as an inspector. Uh, it's a very, you know, individualist kind of job. You know, you do your job. No one really checks on you as long as you're traveling and doing what you're supposed to do. You know, it's, it's, it's a group of adults, right? you know, and, and the particular section that I worked in the, I was the youngest guy, right. you know, the average age was like 45. Oh, wow. You know, so it was, you know, the problems were a little <laughs> less, Yeah. you know, and I remember, uh, cause I would travel two, three weeks at a time for years. And I remember I had a particular trip coming up uh, and I told my boss, who was a CW5, great guy. I said, hey, look, boss, man, uh, I know I'm supposed to go travel to such and such, but I got a slew of appointments that week and I, and I, I can come out later, but I can't go when we're supposed to take off. And he says, everything OK? What's going on? And I said, oh, I don't know if I told you, but, you know, I've been knee deep in the mental health system uh, for a very long period of time. And this right. is just kind of what I do. And he could have responded a couple of ways. And he said, first off, you didn't have to tell me that. But thank you. But thank, <laughs> right. you for tell- but thank you for telling me that. And he said, the bottom line up front is, is there anything that you need from me? Yeah. And I said, to keep this conversation between me and you and just let me continue to do what I've been doing, just yeah. manage and handle my shit and do my job. Yeah. And then that was it. And I, well, the flip side to that is, is I would have soldiers that would come to me and say, Hey, you know, I told my boss and now they're on, they're on some other shit. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I would interject myself into that soldier's situation and chain of command, you know, and say, Hey, uh, Sergeant major, Hey, Colonel, I understand, uh, what's happening here. Let me give you my perspective. Let me tell you where I'm coming from and what I think will help this soldier. And for the most part, based off of who I am and how I do business, you know, 
most of the time the command or, or the leaders were just like, okay, that's fine, Huggy. All right. I'm cool with that. Uh, for the most part. And, and I would always, you know, people knew that I wasn't one that talked much, but when I talked, it was of grave importance. Right. And if I was coming to see you, it wasn't to shoot the shit. It's for business. to talk business <laughs> right. and to get something done. You know what right. I mean? It's not yeah. like I'm in your face every day talking dumb shit. It's like, oh shit, this guy doesn't work here. I know the way he moves and how he does business. Hold on one second. Let me talk to him. What's up, Sergeant Huggins? Yeah. Hey, your soldier over there. Let me work that. Yeah. And like I said, most of the time the command was like, oh, you're gonna, I'll, I'll work that. And this whole idea of he got to bring all his appointments and all that other stuff. Let's put that on the back burner for now. Right. Let me work it for two weeks. I'll get back yeah, the chaplain and the, yeah. hey, sir, you got other stuff going on. You're establishing doctrine, training, guidance, and direction. <clears throat> let me, let me deal with this. Yeah. All right. All right. Sorry. There's no problem. Uh, but I had created that environment where I, I didn't necessarily hide that I had depression and I was in the mental health system. You know, if the conversation arose, I had no problem saying, yeah, yep. I'm, one, I'm one of those people that you're about to talk greasy about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. No problem. Uh, so I, I think the command, like I said, plays a very, very, very big vital role, man. Uh, and, and whether the soldier wins or whether the soldier, uh, loses or not. Bro, it's, it's so perfect. Like, like, yeah. And, 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 and I'll give you prime examples, you know, uh, well, I can't say prime examples, but a, an example from when I came out from treatment and I was still keeping in touch with these younger, you know, regular army dudes that were here at the 82nd, um, you know, some of them were there for alcohol, some were there for, you know, uh, prescription and, and, you know, hard drugs. And, you know, I, I took over that role with them, I think, as, as like, you know, like they're, you know, I kind of took them on my way, man. Like, hey, man, like, we're going to do this together when we get back to brag. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? And they're like, oh, well, you know, you're in, I said for my brother, you like, don't worry about it. Like, give me a call. Like, we're here together. Like, we went through this shit together. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. And like, when we came back where I had this chain of command that was like, Hey, take care of yourself. I saw these younger dudes running the army where they were like, man, I'm getting kicked out. Why the fuck does it matter? And like, you know what I mean? Like, why does it care what I do now? And I'm like, like, are they here to help you out? And they're like, bro, like all they care about is me going to this. And you know what I'm saying? Like somebody has to escort them and everything. Just like you just said, man. And like that puts mm -hmm. them in a deeper and you know what I'm saying darker place. And I saw dudes, um, you know, relapsing within like three weeks a month, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. going back and I'm just like, fuck man. Like, like, like does your chain of command not like, I get it. You're kicking this dude out. I get it. Like, I understand it. Like that's my, that, that might be what you have to do, but like you're sending this dude out on a fucking very, very bad note. Like, I mean, you know, on a dangerous note, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's the chain of command is such a vital role. And I think if, you know, I hear your story, right. And, and a lot of my friends, um, are, are kind of the same boat as me where, uh, I feel that I'm blessed because of the chain of command that, that I have yeah. like very blessed because I see these other ones and I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, like, damn, like the way I, I, I always saw it and I see it um, is, you know, if somebody gets a DUI, okay, cool. But what's going on? Yeah. Are they just an idiot? They just, 
Like, are they just an idiot who just, you know what I mean, got in a car and then drove? Or how many alcohol-related incidents does this have? Does this guy have? How many times has he been late? You know what I mean? Like, so what's going on in his life where instead of, oh, DUI, done. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a rat. Yeah. I don't care what happens to you. But, um, you know, I see this shit and... And I, you know, now that I think about it, I kind of wonder about those dudes because there's two dudes that, you know, one was um, on heroin and he ended up getting out, man. And I feel bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like he even said, you know, like he was going back to it. And I was just like, fuck, man. And I, and I, and I, and I heard his stories, how, how hard it, you know what I'm saying? How, how strong that drug is. And just from what I see. Yeah. I'm like, the chain of command could have prevented this, you know, mm-hmm. and if, if not prevented, it, at least gave him, like I said, again, the tools to be a better him when he got out um, instead of just being like, fuck you, get the fuck out. Like, thanks for going to rehab for 30 days. We just wanted to get your paperwork ready. So by the time you yeah. came back, we can start processing you out, you know? And it's crazy how these dudes get processed out too. Like how fast? Yeah. Like two of them like, dudes, like I remember we got back and they were like, you know, I talked to them like two weeks later and they're like, yeah, man, I'm out of here in like three weeks. And I'm like, yeah, but don't you got to go to this? Don't you got, and they're like, Nah, they're just kicking me out. I'm like, yeah, but don't you still got to do some yeah. sort of like, you know, uh, uh, ETS stuff, like classes or something? They're like, nah. I'm like, man, yo, like, like, I couldn't imagine that. Well, it's interesting how much effort they'll put into kicking your ass out. <laughs> they give you half that effort to keep you in and keep you sane. It's amazing how that works. You know, you, you got, you got two people that push, you, know, you got two people who are trying to figure out how to help you, but 15 people ready to start to process you out, you know, and that's always been a very, a very mind boggling uh, thing to me. I mean, granted, you know, from the day that you joined the military, you hear the phrase, take care of soldiers, taking care of soldiers, taking care of soldiers. Right. The reason why there isn't a comma at the end of that, and there's a period is because you always have to take care of soldiers, right. regardless of what the fuck they do, right. Right. regardless of if they guilty or not, you take care of the soldiers to the day they leave period. I don't give a fuck what he did. Or what I he agree. Did. You got to do that. Hey, I know you put your hands on your old lady. I hate it. I don't like people that beat the old ladies and it pains me to help you. Right. But I still got to, I still got to take care of you. Right. I, I don't have the right to not do that. As much as we preach that from day one, we forget that depending on what you did. Right. And that's not how it's supposed to be. I agree, man. Uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, not to cut you off. let me ask no. you this. No, 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 please. So, in your darkest hour of depression, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you're getting ready to do whatever it is you're getting ready to do to end your life, mm-hmm. what got you out of it? My girls. Well, definitely my girls, but I, I'm going to say the, the ultimate, I ain't going to lie, that I just be like, I actually love life. <laughs> like, like, that's literally what I would say to myself, like wait a minute, like, I love living. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's bad, but I actually enjoy being alive, yeah. like, breathing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's simple. Um, it, Yeah, like, my kids definitely, because I'm like, you know, how much, like, I want to see them grow up. They're going to miss out on me. But the ultimate, ultimate thing, 
honestly, yeah, it was just me saying to myself, like, damn, like, no, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, like I love living too much. And I think that's why I go back to saying that I'm a, like, I, like I tell people, like I'm a coward to, to pull the trigger on my, like, I just can't do it. I can pull yeah. the trigger on anybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I just couldn't do like, like, and, and huggy, like I've had that gun in my head, bro, the, tr my finger on the trigger and yeah. you know, anything could have happened. Yeah. And those times I was pissed drunk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who knows what could have happened? I could have, like, honestly, just had a twitch or whatever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I'm drunk. I'm on pill. You know what I'm saying? Taking my prescription medication. Like, definitely not. Obviously, I mean, you got a gun in your head. And, like, you're not thinking right. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that was the thing for me is always, like, I, I just, I fucking love living. And, the, you know, not to, I'm not, I'm not going to go off, but this is why I say this also. This is why I always go, I always, like, I'm not hesitant to ever, like, you know, catch a body out in civilian world, but what always has me thinking is, man, like I love the outside too much. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be behind bars. Like, like I'm all about that shit. But at the same time, I always think like, can that catch me life? Nah, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> like nah, I'm good. Like, you know, and, yeah. and and not that I'm like, scared to go. Like I'll go if I got to, but at the same time, like I, I could pull the trigger on myself, but. I just love life. I love living. I love being out here. I love, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, I think that, um, we're honestly, I, I think guys like us are just definitely, well, we are, it's not even definitely, we're different animals. We're, you know what I'm saying we're cut from different cloths than everybody else. Like we're, we're just different, plain and mm -hmm. fucking simple. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 just that man. Like, as as dark as it can get, as bad as it could ever gotten, I still was like, nah, I love life. Like, <laughs> nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know what I mean? I'm the same way. You know, uh, you know, I'm a suicide survivor myself. One and a half attempts. Right. Uh, and and the the one that happened a couple of years ago, I was like I said, I was, I had a, a beautiful home. Yeah. I had a beautiful family everything was panning out, right. but I had gotten so tired of masking yes. and playing nice yes. and holding my tongue yes. and not fucking people up. And, and yeah. just, I just got and work was just being real extra, you know, new chain of command. And it, it, it was the, the weight was just too much. It was overwhelming. And um, I think we were maybe in a four day weekend and I was just in the house, just like you said, beautiful day outside yeah shade, shades down of course. you know not eating properly and i said you know what because who wants happiness when you're down negativity <laughs> bias yeah negativity bias I mean, all right all the negative and sad shit <laughs> yeah and i remember i said i'm just going to do a quick and dirty just load it load the ar under the chin yeah. done deal right. and when i started the process something inside of me said just just ask the lord just to be on the safe side yeah and I said, Lord Jesus, this is the second time I done came to you about this. Yeah, sir. If there is a reason why I need not do this. I need to know. I need to know quick. Right. Like, like you call God. It's like you see the voicemail. Like, don't send me the voicemail. You know, put <laughs> right. Jesus on the phone right now. This is an emergency. You know, please hold for Jesus. He's coming. Right, and right. When I said that, I heard my kids playing down the hall. And I said, say no more. Yeah. I got it. 
I, I, I got it, you know? So it was, it's actually two things that, that kept me out of it. And I actually use both of them to this day to make sure that I'm, that I'm, my mind is sharp and I'm positive and staying away from depression. It's my kids, yeah. but I also have a love of cars. Right. And, and, you know, some said to me, Hey man, this new car about to come out. You, <laughs> you ain't going to be here. <laughs> you ain't going to be here. You've been waiting on it. You've been stacking that bread. You know what I'm saying? You've been working your ass off. You, you know, do what you said you're going to do and, and get that car. Right. Right. And right. people always say, why do you love cars so much? I'm like, cars have always been my thing, but it gives me motivation yeah. to stay around and stay alive to make that happen. And being with my kids, you know, who don't have a care in the world, Yeah. you know, just to see them smile and, and, and even just the people in your life, you know, and having that passion <laughs> and that love of life. Yes, sir. You know, because this isn't call of duty where you, you know, you, yeah, get you ain't responding. Respond. Dog. <laughs> yeah, you ain't fucking responding. That, that's a done deal. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's when I really took a step back and I said, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in this situation anymore. Right. I can't because maybe next time, you know, the Lord might be on another call. So what am I going to do? What am I going to put in place? So I went back to my manuals on resilience and, you know, got back on my sofa wearing his swag yeah. and said, you know, when I do this, just like you said, you know, knowing yourself, your self-awareness, when this occurs, I need to do this. Yeah. If I get to this level, of depression, I need to do this and putting all of those things in place. And once you get used to that, it starts to work flawlessly, almost like you don't even know that you're doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like yeah. laying in bed and you're like, it's four o'clock in the evening. I ain't responded to a call, text <laughs> message. I ain't ate shit. I ain't washed my ass. I ain't even brushed my teeth. You know why I'm laughing? Because it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and then that part of you is like, if you don't get your ass up and go to the gym, yeah. Something as simple yeah, yeah, as that, yeah. you know what I mean? Of putting those things in place. And that's what I tell people to this day, find something to live for because whatever you going through, that ain't going to last forever. But at the time, mm. at the time, I don't mean shit. Nah, at the time. It, it feels like it's going to last eternity. Um, yeah. Something really simple that yeah. will most likely be resolved in a week. You seem like it's going to last forever. You know, um, I did, man, bro. Uh, you, you're kind of taking me through a roller coaster of emotions because it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like I love talking about this, um, you know, because it's, it's, it's huge to me. It's fucking huge to me, man. Um, but I look, you know, I look back at those times, and like you said, even though you know they're not going to last forever, you know that, you even know that at the time, but the feeling you have is, this is it. Mm -hmm. Like, this is it, you know? Um, but like you said, man, to have something you live for, and I think a lot of people have everything to live for, but it's, they always forget, like you just said, that this ain't forever. This is this is mm -hmm. just um, a small little uh, uh, um, uh, hurdle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, just, it's just a smaller hurdle that you need to get over. Um, I, for me, um, it, it once I realized that, um, 
it became easier and I had to keep reminding myself and I had to keep reminding myself like this is not going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. But I also believe that everything that was going on at work with the stresses of work and then I had my own personal life that I was struggling with here and then here I had work life. But then when those collided, I had to become a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the closer I got and then finally going to, going to treatment that finally coming out and starting my retirement process and you know what I'm saying and all that stuff and some of those worries started going away, everything else mm-hmm. became easier to realize, I don't know, this isn't going to last forever. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, not that, so even for me, like, I'm, you know, now I tell myself I'm trying to get rid of all those stressors that I had before for, yeah. for 20, 20 plus years. Like, I want to get rid of those. I never want to have those again. Um, and I say that because like going into one of these things, like, you know, just recently they're like, Hey, are you going to keep up your clearance? And I'm like, bro, honestly, I don't even care anymore. Like, like I don't even want a job that has to require me to have a TS or, or, or S I I don't want none of that anymore. Like, I don't want to worry about having to like total line. And then if, you know, I get an alcohol related incident, Oh man, I got to worry about my job. Like, I don't want to worry about this shit no more. And I think the more I, I started, you know, going away from that and like, eh, I don't care. Like, I don't care no more. Like, it's not going to last forever. This is just, you know, now I need to focus on the future. I've seen it has become easier to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like everything else in the army, I think just magnifies. Yeah. Everything so much because you've got so much going on and then there are two different worlds. Mm Mm-hmm. And when those two worlds collide, it's not a good chemistry, man. Like, you know what I mean? Especially if you got issues, you know, on one side and you're not to be able to like just fucking just uh, mold those together smoothly. So I think the more I, I uh, you know, started realizing those are just little hurdles and I can get over them. It'll just take time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's become easier for me. And, and I think it's become such easy. It's become so much easier. Like you said earlier, that now it's just my everyday you know, especially now that I'm getting so much closer to actually getting out in a couple of months that, that that's, it's just become easier now. And a lot of people tell me now they're like, dude, you, you, you've like, you're a different person. I'm like, bro, like it's going to take a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> to get me razzled up now or to like, you know what I'm saying? To get me that, like, it's going to take a lot, like, cause I'm so cognizant. I'm so cognizant of my, uh, environment and of my emotions. So in mm-hmm. touch with my emotions than I had ever been in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. very in touch with my emotions now than I had ever been in my life. Um, and it makes it easier or it's made it easier for me at least. Uh, and, and it's given me a brighter, it's giving me more hope for the future, you know, than, than I thought before where I was like, ah, man, this is it. Like, you know, I got all these issues going on, but now I'm like, eh, everything will be all right, man. And I'm doing a lot better than I thought I was or would have thought I would be three years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the the other thing that 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 people should really try to consider and understand is the people around you in your environment also play a very big role in your mental health, yes. and also whether or not you get depression or not. Right. You know, and that's also something that maybe you acquire uh, when you start to do your self awareness. Is you know, are the people around me <laughs> making this better, or are they making it worse? Yeah. And if they're making it worse how long are they going to make it worse? Yeah. And is there anything I can do to get out of this environment or not be around these types of people? Right. And you'd be surprised how important it is to have good people in your life that support you 
and inspire you to be a person, you know, and, you know, I, I kind of sometimes give people relationship advice and I always tell people the person you're going home to isn't your peace. Yes. You're in the wrong relationship. If you're dreading going home, dreading interacting with that person, dreading that person being in your space and they're not your peace, that's not where you're supposed to be. Because when someone's your peace, they can help you get through just about anything with something as simple as a hug, a simple line of encouragement, a simple I love you and I miss you and I can't wait to see you or daddy, I'm happy to see you or whatever the case would be. Something as simple as that, even if it's going to Smoothie King yeah. and the people are like, it's good to see you, Tim. That's what they do at the Smoothie King. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. excited to see me. I'm excited to see them. I'm <laughs> right. there every day. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but something as simple as making sure you've got yeah. the right people around you because you could have a shitty day and depression be on its way to making this presence known in your life. And you walking through the door and someone's saying to you, you look like you going through it. Come here. Yeah. I love you. And if you're like me, you, you kind of, uh, you fight it a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. Just like, all right. You can love on me a little bit. Yeah. You know, and you just like, all right, cool. All right. I got my swag back. What's going on this evening? Something as simple as that versus walking into a house and it already starts. You're like, I got enough shit going on in my life. Right. I don't need this shit that you just created because you ain't got shit better to do. Facts. You know, that'll make the difference between I'm going to make it to another day versus I I, I, I can't do this. You know, and yeah. I used to tell soldiers all the time, I don't I don't encourage people to to leave and get divorces and things like that. But if it's fucking with your mental health and your well-being and it ain't your peace, uh, yeah. you got to go. Maybe you can come back at a later date. Right. But you got to surround yourself with people who love you and appreciate you. And most importantly, for guys like like us and for anyone who's listening, who's like us. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be loved. Don't be afraid. I, I, I'm just I'm getting better at it. I was just yeah. going to say, man, like like Huggy, I, I suck at accepting <laughs> being loved like i i'm horrible i am probably dude like and i know this like you said being self-aware i know that's something i gotta work on and and you know um my my beautiful love you know that i have now you know what i mean like i've known her since since i was little and i remember the first time i had depression and I was happy, but then depression just hit out of nowhere over the fall. You know what I'm saying? When I kind of fell off for a little bit, uh, depression just out of nowhere came to me and I was just like, like, I don't want to talk to nobody. And like, this was the first time with her. And I remember I had this day where, like you said earlier, I I didn't want to call nobody. I was just like my phone. I wasn't answering no phones. I put everything on silent and and she was just blowing my phone up, blowing my phone up, like blowing it all day, like to the point where she was sending emails. Hmm. But Huggy, that was for her man. Huggy, that was the last time I did that, dude. When I called her, she goes, "I don't know who the fuck you think you are." Accountability. I don't know who you think you are, but you're not doing this to me. Mm. Like I get it, you're going through stuff. I get it, you're down. I, you know, I, I, I get that, but you're just not gonna shut me out. Mm. Mm. <laughs> like you're gonna call and at least yeah. let me know, hey. I'm not talking for the day or I need a break or something. And I was like, yes, man. (laughs) And Huggy, that was the last time. Yeah, man. And and Huggy, that was the last time. Like, you know, um, uh, there's been days where I've been down, but like you said, it's accountability, man. Like I know I got to call her, 
And I know she's yeah. going to say, what's wrong? And if I go nothing, I know she's going to go, no, what's wrong? You know, it's just going to be a thing. So now, I, you know, um, when I am down, I just be like, yo, this is what's going on. This is how I'm feeling, you know? But it, it's so hard uh, to one, talk about your feelings. And it's so hard. I don't know if it's hard to believe that somebody can love you like that and care about you like that, that it's hard to like take in, you know, for me. Yeah. Like, I'm like, can somebody really love me this much? Like, can somebody really like, really care about my well being like that much? Like, is this real? And again, we're so programmed um, in our community, right? To be this, mm -hmm. to be this tough guy. Yeah. And not even just in our community, our generation, we grew up like that. Yeah. Like facts. Pick yourself up and move the fuck on. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, um, you know, you're hurt, suck it up. You know, yeah. um, you know, I grew up seeing my dad and my uncles and everybody, and they're men's men, like these dudes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'd never seen I see my dad cry twice. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, when like my mom, it, 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 definitely when my sister died, and it was another time when another close relative died, like back in when it first came to America. And that was the only two times I ever seen my dad cry. Mm -hmm. He just didn't show his feelings, like never. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and obviously that's how I became too. Like I'm not gonna show my feelings. So now at 39 years old, guess what? Tom's fucking trying to do. Guess what? Brahani's trying to do now. Trying to fucking work on being more. Uh, accepting the love, yeah. accepting, you know, like you said, man, like you said earlier about blocking, oh, okay, you know what, I'll let you love you right now. Like, I'll let yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> and, and I do realize, like, when I do that, when I say, okay, I'm gonna let you, it does feel good. It does. But, okay, so let me ask, okay, so, so perfectly, why do you think we don't, if we know that feels good, <laughs> If we know it feels good and it makes us happy, it makes us smile, whatever, it triggers something, right? Why is it that we don't easily accept it? I mean, besides the obvious of what we just talked about, like, but, but, like, I mean, we're grown men and we know what is going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the profession plays a big deal in, uh, of why that is. Right. Uh, your upbringing and what you've seen growing up. Whether you, like you say, whether your father was that type of person, whether your mother was that way towards your father, those things play a big part of it uh, as well. But just based off of how we're bred, we're, we're problem solvers. We fix things. We get things done. Feelings come second to that. Yeah. What's the problem? What's the issue? OK, so now we've done that. We don't have time for feelings here, you know, and in our profession, the only types of feelings and emotions that are authorized are what anger, frustration and jokes. That's it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, anytime someone's just like me, you know, it's like, ah, nah, 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 nah. Right. No, we're not doing that here. Uh, but that's one of the most important things that that's been impactful in my life is me opening up that, that guard that's been around my heart for so long yeah, and allowing someone to love me, but most importantly, allowing me to display it as well. N not just in that, Oh, it's good to see you. Here's yeah. a hug, yeah. you know, just simply looking at someone and just saying, you know what? I love you. Yeah. You know, and I had a moment with my daughter one time where you know, we were driving around just, you know, doing dumb shit, listening to music and cracking jokes Right. And I just looked at her and I said, and, and, and that guard around my heart was getting tight. Like, yeah. You better not show or display any type of those types of emotions. And I said, I, I can't. And I said, sweetie, you're my favorite person. 
and her response when she looked at oh sh- yeah and and to be able to have that moment with her right you know like i said confirmed of why i was doing the right thing and uh it let me know that i was on the right path and that i needed to do that more uh and and let people know uh, that I love them and appreciate them. Uh, it, it's not easy, uh, but it's something that I, I'm working on and that I've I've gotten better at. Because at the end of the day, we all want to feel loved and we all want to feel appreciated. Of course. We have to be mindful that other people want to feel loved. All right, we're good. I think that ultimately, you know, we all want to feel loved and appreciated. We just have to allow ourselves to be loved and appreciated. But most importantly, we have to understand that other people in your life also want to feel loved and appreciated. And and we owe that to them because all it does is, is forge a better connection because we're humans. We're, we're born to connect with other people. We're not born to be in isolation. We're born to connect with other people. Now, if you're an introvert, you might have an argument for that. Uh, But Ultimately, you know, that's that's what you want. You just have to allow yourself to do that and and push the envelope a little bit. And, and even to this day, you know, if I'm going to say, you know, that some positive affirmation to someone else, like, ah, I love you. Yeah, you know, it's like I got I got to force it out. But as you start to do it more, it becomes easier and easier. And those connections get stronger and stronger. And, you know, just going back to what you were saying about your girl giving you that accountability, yeah. you know, it also creates a space where you don't have a problem being held accountable. Hey, you know, you can say you love me, dad. Yeah. You're right, my love. I love you and you are awesome and you are my favorite person. And although it's something simple that you're saying to them, it means the world. Because like I said, every person can remember like the time that their parents said, I love you. I appreciate you. You You go anybody. On this day, January 4th at 3 p.m., right, right. my mother told me she appreciated me, and I waited four or five years to hear that. Uh, right, you know, right. But we also have to to return the favor and give it to other people, even even friends. How many times do we tell each other we appreciate oh, yeah. each other? Yeah, man, all the time. Every time we yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. We, we, make a, we make that, and it's not like we even force it. It's just like what I'm feeling in here, I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah. you too, Huggy. And that's what we're supposed to do. Right. So I... <laughs> I contribute huge to growth, like growth just as a, as a, as a adult, you know, growth into a maturity. Cause like, um, I remember, you know, kind of like in the beginning of, you know, if you ever told one of your buddies, Hey man, I love you. Like it was weird. You know what I mean? But though you get, you're like, Hey man, I love you, bro. Hey man, I love you, bro. Man, I love yeah. you, bro. You know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's all good, man. Um, also coming out of my depression, coming out of my dark place, I did realize like, you know, um, yo man, this ain't all about me. Like, 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 like you just said, other people want to be loved too. Like, you know, um, so with, you am saying with my girls, I mean, I ain't been with them for a while now, so it's been a little difficult, but when I was around them, it was, it was constant. I love you. I love it to the point where they get sick and tired of it. But to my significant other, it, I, I was always very, yeah guarded and and kept that like not that you know I didn't care about that person but now that I'm matured and had gone through all those dark times in my past relationship and you know as a person just in my dark areas and and I and I'm able to crawl my way out of there yeah um you know with 
um, Kendra, um, you know, had knowing her my, literally my entire life, I know what she needs. I know what she wants. She just wants to be told, you know, just recognition, uh, not recognition, but uh, affirmation that, that, that you do love her, that you do care, that you are thinking about her. You know what I'm saying? And I make it an effort, I, I think minus maybe a couple of days, um, but I've never missed a morning of just sending, hey, good morning. I love you. Yeah. And throughout the day, just numerous times, if, if she runs across my mind. And that is because I knew what I sucked at before. And I knew, <laughs> you know what I mean? I knew, hey, man, um, it feels good when I get told it, even though I don't show it, but it feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's what she likes. Like, that's yeah. what makes her feel good. You know, yeah. even if I'm in a shitty mood, if I just say I love you, babe, like to her, that's enough. You know what I mean? That's a a very interesting point, because even when you're having those tough times with your significant other, you know, you guys are having a conversation or an argument and you just say, I hear you. But the bottom line up front is I love you. Yeah. You know what? You know, the other person isn't going to be like, what? No, I know it's going to be a a ease. Yeah. Somewhat of a a, a, a happy, you know, thing that comes upon you. And you just kind of like. I needed to hear that in this moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, we, we try to get better at it, but, you know, we're getting there. Agreed. I mean, so knowing, you know, how you said before, how we were talking about earlier about, you know, preventing us from going back into a deeper hole, preventing, you know what I'm saying? Like we knew what our dark places were. We knew the 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 uh, triggers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We knew yeah. what triggers were, were leading to that, right? Um, I, I, you know, I tend to do the same thing now with somebody who's showing me that love and who cares for me and, and you know, and, you know, and, and, and is looking out for me like that. Now I'm very cognizant of, Oh shit. Like I know yeah. she would, I know she just wants to, you know what I'm saying? Or I know she wants, to, uh, you know, I know this would make her happy if I got her there. So if, if I see something or, you know, just to show that I love her, um, you know, um, so like my girl's huge into like handwritten, <laughs> bro, like this is, this is dead serious, man. So like, I know she's into that shit. Uh, which is, you know, cool. But I remember, you know, she was sending me a couple and I'm like, who the fuck sends anything to the post office? Like, you know, you could just email <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> Bro, I remember telling her, I was like, you could just email that shit to me. She's like, no, like I like handwritten stuff. And I'll be honest, it, it did feel good Yeah, to get something handwritten. Yeah. You know, so now I send her stuff, you know, periodic, I'm saying periodically, just, you know what I'm saying? Just to say, hey, yes, even though I'm saying it, you know, on the phone or through text, this shows a little extra that, you know, I hate going to the post office, but I'm gonna do it for you. Type thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing, but yeah. no, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But, um, like, you know, it shows that little bit more effort, you know what I mean? And that, and that you're just trying to be, um, that you're growing and that you're becoming, you know what I'm saying? That you're what we're talking about being self-aware, um, yeah. of, of what you need to work on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause, cause everything does come back full circle. Um, at the end of the day. So it, it does. And like I said, you know, regardless of who that person in, in your life, whether it's a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, child, mother, or father, you know, something that you might deem very, very simple and boring and of no real significance <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, can yeah. be the turning tide and how their day or how their week or <clears throat> the level in which that relationship, you know, can go to. I mean, but the same thing for us, you know, you know, for example, mine is if you, if you do something for me, you know, cause I, I'm like, I'm like you, I can do it. You ain't got to do it. Don't worry about it. I take care of it. And, yeah. and just being able to say for someone to say, I got it. 
I'm going to go buy this phone case for you that you've been talking about for three yeah. weeks. And then like, they give it to you and you just like, why you buy me that? I told you. And then it's just like, thank you. You know, that's me. I know. <laughs> like it is. Yeah, bro. Like you, like you hit it. Like, like I'm like, why'd you buy that? <laughs> Matter of fact, I think she did do something like that. And I was like, why'd you buy that? And she's like, cause you said you wanted it. And I'm like, no, but I, I didn't, I didn't want it. Like, <laughs> she's like, no, but you really said, and deep inside, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, what's tricky on how our brains work is after that, we, 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 sometimes we sit and we say, why does person keep doing all these good things for me? Am I missing something? Is there a motive behind why right. this person is so nice and yeah. giving? And then the growth says, Man, if you don't cut that shit out and allow this to happen, it's just like, all right, all right, all right, okay. I'll take a back massage. Like knowing your back is killing you. Like, I, I got it. Yeah, I got yeah. it. You, you're getting out the car with a four count, like leg yep. one, <laughs> other leg two. You know, and, and, and your girl's like, just let me give you a massage. Like, I got it. I'm just gonna take some motion and I'll be fine. Right. And it, it takes that, you know, your your other person saying, Stop. Yeah. You're doing way too much. I'm not doing too much. Maybe I am doing too much. Turn around. Let me give you a massage. Okay. Right. And then you feel better afterwards. You're not at the end of it. Like I told you, you shouldn't help my back feel better. You know, <laughs> it doesn't that way. Dude, that's funny, man. It's, it's, it's to me, that's funny as shit. Cause it's like when we talk like this and, and you know, you bring up certain things, I'm like, that's me. That's, that's exactly yeah. me. That's, you know what I mean? Uh, it's crazy how much alike we all really are. Like at the end of the fucking day, you know what I'm saying? Weird. <laughs> Like, I don't, uh, Huggy, like, that bugs me that I'm like that. Like, it genuinely bothers me that I cannot accept somebody to continuously tell me they love me or care for me or, you know, all the sweet stuff that they do. Or when they give me stuff, I'm like, why? Like, why? Like, like why'd you spend the money on it? Like, why'd you, you know what I mean? Like, but I, I, I have to try so hard, man and be cognizant mm -hmm. like i have to try so hard and even when i try i know it's coming out fake because deep inside i'm like <laughs> you know like like not fake that's the wrong yeah. word not fake but it's it's uncomfortable yeah, not fake it's very uncomfortable you know I, my my birthday is coming up or uh, i'm sorry my birthday is coming up but but last birthday you know a friend of mine she said what do you want for your birthday and i said absolutely nothing yes and she said, what do you want? And I said, nothing. Don't buy me anything. She's like, well, what is those sh those shoes you said you wanted? And I'm like, I I'm going to buy them. I, I got yeah, yeah, yeah. I buy my own stuff. And I, I fought for like days with that. Just, oh, you know, I would go somewhere and be like, man, I'm going to come back and buy this tomorrow. I'll yeah. buy it for it. No, 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 no. And finally, when my birthday came and she gave me all those gifts, the first thing I said was, how much money do you spend on all this? I'm a Venmo you the money. You got and then she's just like, we do this every time. Yeah, this is how it works. You fight about it, and then you're happy about it. Skip the fighting, of course. Just be happy. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to wear these shoes. And then like, I'm just like, oh man, I love these shoes. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. <clears throat> but like you said, that just shows that it's growth. You know, and it's coming along. Right. We're heading in the right direction. It's growth, but most importantly. We're self-aware. We know what we need to work on and we're working on those things. Do you feel, um, I'm very interested to ask you this. Do you feel 
at 39 years old, we're late for the game or we're going to be better off for it. That we're, that we're becoming self-aware <laughs> just now at 39 years old. Cause you're about the same. I mean, you're the same age, yeah, I'm right? 39, yep, yeah. Yep, so. In like two weeks. Yeah. I, I think that. Hold on real quick. Better. When's your birthday? February 27th. Oh, so I'm damn. I'm right behind you. When is it? March 11th. You're a Pisces. Yeah. Are you a Pisces? Absolutely. Well, yeah, that's that's probably why we go. There it is. That's why we talk for four hours. Right. It's perfect. It's the perfect relationship. Uh, but it, I, I think it's better late than never. And the most important part is is we're heading in that direction, and we appreciate the direction. We see right, right. how important that growth is, and all the beauty that comes along with it. I love it. You know, it's, it's amazing. And it's like, man, I should have been on this a long time. Yes. You know what yes, I mean? But yes, the, yes. the adult in you just says, you know what, you're right, but you're doing it now and you're heading in the right direction. Yeah. If you can help other people get to that direction as well, then do that too. That's why, I, um, you know, switching to that real quick. Um, that's why I love when we reconnected um, and we shared where we were in life and mm -hmm. what we were going through and what we have gone through. And, and you know what, that goes to kind of, I hate kind of bouncing back, but it goes back to something that you said on your first or on our first one that we're publishing. We've done a couple, but the, the first one that, that I'm publishing where you said, it's crazy how you can have a, a, a real friendship where you could just pick up where you left off, like nothing's ever changed. And, and I say that because you and I had never ever talked about feelings ever before or what we were going through in life or where we were at life ever. Like that was mm -hmm. not something we, that we just sat about and talked about. But when we reconnected, it wasn't like, man, I wonder how Hug is going to judge me if I, if I, you know, bring this up or if I tell him what I'm going through or, you know what I mean? Like that never crossed my mind. It was just like, yo, Huggy, this is where I'm at right now, man. And this is, you know what I mean? Like this is what's going on with my life. And this is, and, and, <sighs> Like it was comforting to hear, right? Yeah. That you were like, yo man, like me too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, yes. Yeah, see, I just got sidetracked and I don't even know where the hell I was going with that, but um, it was just good to know that, you know what I mean? And, 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 and to kind of like, um, uh, yeah, just get together and support each other. I don't even know where the fuck I, that was coming from. <laughs> Well, well, French, real friendships, true friendships should be effortless. They shouldn't be in this. And this is any kind of relationship you're in. Right. It, it should be effortless. It should be seamless. You know, if if me and you have known each other for almost 20 years, you know, fell off the grid for like half of that, more than half of that, and then connect with such ease. How come that can't exist in any other form of a relationship? Yes. The way that me and you get along, because I think psychologically we tell ourselves that certain relationships are automatically going to be tough and hard and you got to navigate. I don't believe that necessarily. I, I think no. that when I two people have shared interests, common denominators and some of the same principles that yeah. you it's effortless. You pick up right where you left off. It doesn't require much work. We don't put a lot of effort, this amazing extreme amount of effort. We just, hey, hey, let's talk. Cool. Done deal. <laughs> You, you, you just said that perfectly, man. I think that we are, uh, we do expect relationships to be difficult or, or have to be uh, worked on. You know what I mean? Yeah. But mm -hmm. the truth is they really don't. And, and that is why I think my relationship now is 
puts me in such a happy mood every day yeah. because it is effortless. Like, you know what I'm saying? We wake up and, you know, we chit chat no matter what. It's smooth sailing. And I know I don't have to put no effort into it because it's just natural. It's just what it is. You know what I mean? It's, 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 a, it's a perfect fit. And uh, um, you never feel judged or, you know what I mean? Um, um, ridiculed or anything like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but but I agree with you, man. I, relationships should not be need needed to get worked on, or, or you know, should not we should not need work. I'm not saying that they don't, or could potentially use work at time, but you shouldn't have to put so much effort into it. It should be a smooth uh, connection. You know what I mean? It it should be, and like I said, I think society as a whole has told us that the, you know any form of relationship comes with this extreme amount of trials and tribulations. And I'm a firm believer in when the stars align and the right people are part of it, it should be effortless. And sometimes it takes you a couple of years to figure out, you know what I mean? But it's it's a beautiful thing, and and I hope that people understand that that you know the importance of having people in your life that are your peace, yes, and that support you. And that think the world of you that holds you accountable. You know, I always tell people, if you're not surrounding yourself with people who love you, help get you bread, get your money, help you laugh or yeah, anything yeah. like that, it's 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 not worth it. You only get one life. You know what I mean? It's like you got to live every day and have the people in your life that make your life worth living. You have to. Somebody, somebody posted something about that just recently. And it's funny that, cause you brought that up earlier and, that, and, I, and I was trying to click in my head uh, what I wanted to say, but th this past three, four days, I've seen that quite a bit on like Facebooks. Like people are like, you know, something about friendships, know who you trust or know who you have and all like that. And me and a buddy were going, me and a childhood friend were going back and forth, you know, just commenting back and forth. And you know, like I had said something like, that's why I keep my inner friend, my inner circle so very, very small. Like, yeah. like at this stage of life, I don't need your friendship. Like mm -hmm. I have enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and if you're in my life, if you're not contributing to it in some positive way, if you're not bringing positivity, if you're not, um, you know, uh, bringing anything that's going to help me or, or help us together as a yeah. team move forward, I don't need you. I don't Facts. need you and I don't want you. Like I, I, I don't, you know what I mean? I can care less. Um, and, and, I think if we think about it, we've always been like that. Mm -hmm. It's just now we just don't have time for the games no more. Like where before we tested it out, like, all right, man, you know, and I might let you into my circle and it might not work out or whatever, X, Y, and Z. But now I'm at that point where I don't care, man. Like I, I don't need you. I've got way more than enough what I need. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you, you know, um, the friendships that you have, you can't replicate 20 years in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. You just can't do it, man. Yeah. And I don't have time to work on a 20 year yeah. <laughs> friendship from now. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I feel now, like now at the point where I'm at and the more we talk to people and like just my peers, because everybody's on such the uh, uh, same, um, sorry, uh, the same path now. I love it how everybody is on the financial game. Like, Hey man, we, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We're about to eat. We're about to get rich together. Like, you know, yeah. and, and, and I hear that all across my friend, my friends list. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though I have uh, IG, like that's not my, where, where all my close friends are. Facebook is. So like yeah. I found Facebook 
when everybody's talking about, hey man, you know, do this financially, you should do this. And I'm like, man, I love it. I love yeah. it. Like, I love that. You know what I mean? I love watching everybody, you know, share that. And they want you to be successful because they want to see you grow. They don't want to be, you know what I'm saying? Those are the people that were with you. I mean, yeah, if they, you know, go to the top, they go to the top, but they want you to, to climb it with them if, if you can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now too with my life. And that's what a couple of times, as a matter of fact, I had just talked about it this morning with somebody on uh, um, IG. That's where I'm at in life. Like I, I don't need no, no new friendships, man. You know what I mean? And Drake says it best. Drake says no, no new friends. Like he's perfectly fine with that. You know, it, it reminds me of a meme I saw a couple of days ago and, and I'm not diving into politics necessarily, but uh, during Biden's inauguration, there was a picture that was taken that had him in it. And in the background, it had uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. And Barack Obama had a, a smirk on his face. Like I, that's my man right there. Yeah. Like my man about to do it. Yep, that's yep. my man. That's the look you got to have. Yes, man. People make it. You got to be yeah. in the back. Like you got to feel it. What's happening in them. You got to feel it. You know, when, when your podcast jump off. Yeah. Right. That's the, that's the guy right there. That's my man right there. That's how you got to feel any other feeling other than that. It's not fucking authorized. No, no, man. Any type of way other than proud of your people for the promotion, for the come up, for right. the new relationships, for the new bread they got in their pocket. Right. For the right. Life. right. You need to do some self-awareness of your own. You know, consolidate, reorganize, take a knee and drink water and right. get your shit together. Right. You know, and, and with this podcast, you know, me seeing this happen, every part of me is just like I know, man, and it's you know saying he's doing it big. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. What yeah. can I do right. to help him right. continue on that positive road right. that he's on? That's what it's about. And that's what builds those connections. I mean, if every time you did some shit, I critiqued you for an hour and shit on your parade. I would never you know, get anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That little thing of just like, yo, bro, yo, look at you. You doing it, man. Right. Like that's like, yeah, my man, see what I'm doing. I'm right. doing I must be getting it right. I'm going to keep doing that. Right. In resilience, we call that a joy multiplier. Someone who helps multiply that good feeling that you're going through. But that's a different. That's no. A different. Well, so you just said that perfectly, man. Like, you know, um, for, um, you know, now, like I said, man, like it, it, it feels good when you see people make it like, it, yeah. like, especially people that you've known for so long, you're like, yo, you know what I'm saying? To me, like, there's so many of my boys that, that, that I'm constantly talking about all the time. I'm like, yo man, my dude here, you know what I'm saying? My dude, man, my dude did this, my dude did that. Like he's a bad motherfucker. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, you know, um, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? Just stuff like that, man. It, it just makes you so happy. You know what I mean? Um, it's, I think, you know, I don't know what it is like that at the top, but I know people say it's lonely and I never want to be alone. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely correct. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I never want to be alone. Um, so it's always about bringing everybody with you or bringing it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey man, the door's open. All you got to do is walk through, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and you and I said it in the beginning, um, coming up to a year where we're like, if I eat, we all eat, man. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody sitting at the table and, and watching me eat. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we're all eating together. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's huge, man. Um, but like you said, like if you constantly, you know, um, I tell people all the time, people, you know, a, a, a year ago, I was trying to, you know, have this podcast going off by like, 
I don't know. I think it was like October, November, something like that, something like that. But then I fell into my little yeah soapbox, my little shit, you know, not soapbox, my my little feeling sorry for myself moment for yeah. a couple months. Um, but I think a lot of it too was you know people don't understand putting yourself out like this. Keep it's very vulnerable, and we don't know how to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to be like how to give ourselves to everybody because we've been so closed off for so long. Um, but like you said, it feels good, especially, you know, when I'm sharing this experience, especially with you, Jack, and you know what I mean? Like Hunt yeah. and, and Carter, you know what I'm saying? And a few other guys and you, and, and you hear that, that um, affirmation, I guess, or that support yeah. is huge. And then you're like, man, like, yo, let's all fucking do something to get up there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like me and me and, uh, Hanneman talk about stuff all the time, you know, so he's the art, he's the uh, artiste, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like him and I be talking like, yo man, let's do a t-shirt thing. Let's do a fucking merch. Let's do something. You know what I mean? Like, let's do something. Um, Cause it's not even, is it, do you want everybody to go with you? It's just funner. Yeah. It's a lot funner. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like you yeah. talk, like you and I talking like this, like, like we always do two and a half, three hours and it's just enjoyable. Like, you know what I mean? It's nothing pressured, nothing, you know, uh, it's, it's smooth, man. And I love it. So like people don't understand, like, and not even that, I think when you, you know, um, like the, you call it jealousy, you call it whatever. It's not, it's, it's not good, man. And karma is a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. God don't like ugly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's an old school saying right there. Yeah, man. God don't like God ugly. Don't man. Like ugly. No, man. You know what I mean? So like seeing somebody's success and you uh what would you call it? Being being whatever you want to call it. It's not yeah. cool, man. Like, you know what I mean? Um I I love watching all these like people that we know just doing big things, man. Like I love it. Like cause so with that, because you, you know why that is also? Because it makes me fucking drive. Like, mm-hmm. when I see somebody doing their thing, I'm like, yo, like, I need to stay yeah. motivated too. Like, I can't fall behind. Like, because yeah. your boys aren't going to support you, but if you continue to, to fall back, they're going to have to cut some weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like nobody can carry you on forever. Like, people are going to leave the door open, but the door's not going to stay open forever type thing. You know what Facts. I mean? Yeah. So, like, I always think of that, like, as a challenge. Like, man, like, so-and-so is doing it. So-and-so got this out. So-and-so is doing that, man. I need to, you know what I'm saying? I need to get motivated. I need to stay on top of my shit. And I think that's one thing that I'm getting out now. For a while, when I was in my depression, I forgot that fight in me. Yeah. I, I didn't know where that drive was anymore. I didn't know how to push myself anymore. I didn't know how to um, pick myself up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, meaning, you know, my whole career, you know, you were always watching somebody who wanted to be better than them. Because I always tell yeah. people, man, there's always somebody better than you at something, no matter what. Always. Facts. There's always somebody better than you at something. You're never going to be the best at everything. It's just not going to fucking happen. But when I see dudes, you know, like back in the day, your boy, uh, Johnson, Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Carter left, I remember um, when I was in Bosnia, or no, 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 Carter was there, but like in Bosnia, I remember Johnson used to take me, Johnson uh, Ward, used to take me uh, uh, rucking around yeah. Five Connor. And yeah. I wanted to be as fast as him so bad. And that was, you know what I'm saying? That motivation is what always kept me motivated. But I, but if those guys like that never were like, hey man, you're coming with us and you're going to walk, you know what I mean? And th- like Johnson was never man. Like you suck, you suck because I suck at I suck at rocking everybody, but I, 
I don't, I always make, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, like, a, I'm a runner is what I'm trying to say. I, don't, I, I, yeah. I can't walk it out. But I remember John Spon always be like, you just got to step it out. I'm like, but I can't. Like, like, <laughs> like I got to jog. Like, I got to jog. I got to jog. You know what I mean? But he never was like, hey, man, you suck. Fuck you. You're not walking this no more. Every day he'd be like, hey, man, you're coming. Like, you're coming. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get better at this. And so what that said is what I'm saying is, like you said, it's about having people in your life that are only going to make you better. And I've never known anything different huggy and I, I, yeah. I find that hard to change now even when me mm-hmm. go, getting ready to go back to Minnesota I tell myself I can never fall back to the same group of friends that I was with in high school you know what I'm saying yeah. I can't do that yeah um so like I was telling myself and, and not that I'm better than them it's just yeah. we're I'm on a different mindset Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but that was the thing is for me is just being challenged all the time. And and if I wasn't challenged and if it wasn't like you trying to push me forward, I would watch and be like, well, Huggy's strong as fuck. He's going to the gym. So guess what I got to do? I got to I got to go to the gym and start doing something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's like you said, man, it's you got to have the it's bottom line. I think what we're what I keep seeing the trend here is having the right people around. <laughs> yeah. It's it. It's, it's it, it, like I said. It's right after you've right after you've done your self awareness assessment. You know, start taking a look at who you got in your circle. You know, yeah. because everyone's not worth your time and your space. And and to be in your life should be a privilege, not right. a right. Right. You know, you just can't allow everyone to come in and take your time. You know, one of the things I always tell people is, I'll give you the game for free, whatever that is, whether that's. <clears throat> how to do this, how to do that, how to move a certain way, how to communicate, but I'll, I'll give you the game for free, right. but you got to have enough intestinal fortitude to ask yeah. for the game. You can't watch me win in a, in a particular area and then feel salty because you just can't say, Hey, Huggy, how you doing that? How you moving yeah. that way? Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to sell cars. I had a small brick and surface. I used to sell cars. I tell people all the time, you about to buy a car? Call me. I tell you how much you should be paying, how much to give yep. you for your trade, all that stuff. I got a buddy like that now. <laughs> I can't help you if you don't mention it. And it's funny we're talking about this because today a good friend of mine, he was a staff sergeant. The army did him dirty. He ended up leaving on his own. Yeah. They basically tried to move him too quickly just for all the wrong reasons. He's, he told us today he just got an offer for a job as a GS-13 as from staff sergeant right. to GS-13. Which is huge. When, when he's when he sent that text, shit, you would have thought I got the goddamn job as a GS thirteen, yeah. and I bigged him up. You know, I didn't hit him with the yo. It's good for you, man. Yo, I see you out there moving. You ain't taking no L's in two thousand twenty one. You on that Jordan flu game, game winning shot, yeah, shit. Yeah, Salute yeah. to you. I bigged him up. You know what I mean? That does a lot for me because guess what? I'm getting out. Yeah. And maybe I might need to reach out to him yes. to get me somewhere. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes. he's a very humble guy. The first thing he said, well, you know, I couldn't have been there if you didn't do this. And this person, I'm like, of course. Ah. I, so, yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. To you, brother. I'm, I'm proud of you. You're making good moves. And that's the type of people that you need around you. I agree, man. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um. It, <laughs> yeah. Um. No, no, I was just thinking because um, I got a buddy like that. Because when you mentioned, you know, the car sales thing, I got a buddy like that who, who, who literally tells me that. he's like, "Hey, man, like I can't help you if you don't call." Because like, you yeah. know, um, there's a couple things that happened, and, and, and not that I didn't want to call him, it just slipped my mind. But then after the fact, I was like, "Yeah, man, I think I got screwed." And he was like, "Well, like you didn't call, yeah, plain and simple. <laughs> like I like I could have helped you, yeah. um, you know." And and you forget that, man, you know. But 
like you just said, like, so real quick for people that don't understand, you know what I'm saying? Why you're so like, why that's such a big deal for a staff sergeant to go to GS 13, GS 13, well, or GS jobs or the government jobs, which usually people, when they get out and they get government jobs, like, uh, uh, with the DOD, usually what started at like GS nine or is yeah, it lower than somewhere, that? Somewhere between seven and nine, seven yeah. and nine. So GS 13, usually uh, I'm, I'm not no expert in this, but just talking about from what I have seen and, and know yeah. about usually go to like the more senior guys that retire, like, or guys that have been in that GS job for so long yeah. waiting for that position to open up. Yeah. So to have a staff sergeant, um, E6, get out and get that. That's, <laughs> and, and you, and you said doing it on, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you being so happy for him, you know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure that meant the world for him too, you know. Absolutely, because it's huge. Like said, we're we're geared to just kind of give those very simple, oh man, good, good for job, you, man. Yeah. Instead of just you know going a little bit more yep. with other than than good for you. And like I said, all that does is makes better connections and better relationships, you know. Because at the end of the day, you never know who you're gonna need something from one day. You never know. You'd be surprised. You'd be somewhere in the oddest of places. You know, I'm here at fucking NASA. And I'm trying to do something, something. You go, you look at the wall and you see your man up there. Yeah. You're like, yo, you nasty. Yo, you need a job? As a matter of fact, I do. And yeah. all he knowing is Tom, good dude. Every time I reached Huge. out to Tom, Tom gave me the game for free. He helped me with this. He helped me with that. Now it's my turn to help Tom. Yeah. And that's, that's what it's about. Second phase, people you surround yourself with. Huge, man. Yeah, no, 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 I agree with you. And like, now that, you know what I'm saying, now we're getting to the point where, you know what I'm saying, point in our lives, you know, we've been in 20 years, a lot of people have already had other careers because they've gotten out earlier. So, and I'm pretty sure you, you, you see the same thing. And I tell people all this all the time, like, when I look at my friends, I'm talking about my friends' friends, like people I can genuinely be like, these are my friends. They're all successful motherfuckers. Like, yeah. dude, like you know what I mean? And like you just said, like, if I would have ever burnt those bridges, like some dudes, I'm like, fuck, like I could really use that dude's support in X, Y, and Z, or, you know, I wonder if so-and-so can hook me up. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about treating people the right way and being supportive of those people as they're coming up and throughout, you know what I mean? Because one, it's a small world. Two, um, people just need that support. And three, you never know when you're going to need somebody's, uh, I don't want to say, I hate using the word help, but like, yeah. Whenever you it's, need them, whenever you're gonna cross them and you need them. It's it's funny you say that. Some time ago, I, I had gotten a promotion to a certain position and there was a guy who needed a job within the organization. And uh, he didn't always say it. He said a lot of bad things about me. <laughs> and uh, we were going over the list and he was qualified. They, they were both equally qualified. Right. And uh, But the other guy was kind of like, I don't know if I wanna do this. And they said, well, it's up to you. What do you wanna do? And I said, we'll bring him in. And he came in and the first thing he said, you know, I know me and you ain't. I said, I said, let me tell you like this. Show me. I'll give you the opportunity. Right. Show me. Show me that you're better. Show me you ain't got no ill will towards me because I'm giving you a hell of an extended hand. Right. That lets you know that I, however, I, however we felt. I'm willing to move past that. Yeah. I don't want you to move past it because I'm giving you the opportunity. Yeah. I want you to move past it because you want to move past it. Either way, you're going to help the organization win. Exactly. But that just that's just letting you know that I've got some growth going on, and I expect you to be a part of that and have your own growth as well. And of course, you know, a couple months later, 
he was taking some good W's. You know, he was up in front of the people and he's just like, you know, blank, blank, blank. But if it wasn't for. Yeah. And I'm just kind of, you know how we do. Hey, hey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You do all that. You do all that. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's growth because had it been. It been ago, a whole different story. I would have been like, put his motherfucking packet in the dumpster. Yeah. And when I see him in the parking lot, he going to see these hands. You know, yeah. so, that is but, that is maturity, man. Mm-hmm. That is maturity, man. Um, yeah, bro. That's, you know, that Sergeant Major we're talking about that, 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 that bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I don't know if I've grown yet. Cause every day I think I can't wait to run into <laughs> <laughs> and I try to, and I try to tell myself here in front of you, in front of the people, I'll probably ask, Oh yeah, I'm grown. I've changed. But I don't think I could change now in that one dude. Like when I tell you that I constantly am like, man, I hope to God I'm in a position where I run into this dude somewhere, somehow. And, and, and I got to face him. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those things where you call Amazon and you're like, yeah, Amazon Prime, I want you to deliver these hands. Yeah, man. As soon as possible. I'm telling you, man. If you I'm telling you, man. Like, but you're right. It, it takes growth. It does. And you're, and you're heading there. I am, man. Um, you know what? Before we uh, we're at we're at two fifteen, but but just real quick, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. So some some things I am grow, uh, growing at, some things I'm not. And I think I did. I ever tell you? Or I think I might have told you that I ran into the dude that sound major. Yeah. That, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, besides him walking away and and you know knowing what he did wrong and you know uh, me making a tiny tiny bit scene. Like you said, I think so many factors played into me not yeah. making that a f- way more worse scene than what it possibly could have been. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as bad as I wanted to, I just, I think I was more worried about my surroundings than I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it was that. Cause I was like, oh man, we're in the hospital. Like, like what am I going to do? Like, you know, am, am I going to end up fighting this dude who's a sergeant major? Like, you know, yeah. at JSOC, like, am I going to fight this dude right here in front of everyone? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like, is that what I'm about right now? Like I'm 39 years old and I'm still swinging yeah. hands. Like, <laughs> like still, <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, not, not exactly the same situation you're talking about, but like, you know, like stuff like that. I do think about those dudes and I'm like, man, like, I, I hope I run into you one day and and we're in a situation where somebody asks me, hey man, what do you think of so-and-so? Mm-hmm. And the truth is going to come out. You know what I mean? Hey, how much time y'all got? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, you know, like I think about that some major all the time and I always think like how, because one day, you know, right now I'm not going to because I can still get a lot of repercussions or in, in a way, but I really don't give a fuck. But one day I'm going to put his name out. Yeah. And I hope that the podcast gets enough yeah. reach that people know when he's somewhere and there's a black dude working under him and they hear the story and they go, holy shit. Yeah. That's how he thinks. You know what I mean? Because um, he could have easily, when he saw you. Apologized immediately. And I think I would have responded differently, Huggy. I, th- I think exactly. I think that if he, because, you know, like, so... Like I told you, I was coming in through the through the uh, 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 revolving door, and you know I got my head down, but I could see my through my peripheral. I could see a dude looking down, but no, don't think nothing of it. But I, as I look up, I could tell it's something. It's just weird, like why yeah. somebody would look down so immediately. Like as I look yeah. up, then I look at him, and I notice it's him, and I call out his name, 
And immediately, instead of going, huh, or what, or you know what I mean? He goes, hey, Tom. Yeah. Before he even turned around. Mm-hmm. So to me, you know, immediately, like you said, he knew what time yeah. it was. Yeah. It ain't like he forgot what happened or forgot what he said or didn't believe that he didn't say it. He knew what was said. He knew that he called me a nigger, not once, but not twice, but three times. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, if he would have turned around or even stopped at the Robin door and said, hey, Tom, you might not want to hear this, but I generally want to apologize to you for calling you that and, and saying, well, that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not right. But But to me, I think even though it showed growth that I didn't act out the way that I usually do, mm-hmm. um, I still, it's it, like, it showed me that one, he's not sorry mm-hmm. that he's not changed at all. And he don't yeah. give a fuck. Like he don't give a fuck. And to me, that's why I'm going to make it like, like, I don't want to say a goal, but like, I'm going to make it a point that this dude does get, you know, yeah. ex- exposed at a certain point because in our community, he's going to be working with more black people. He's going to be working, yeah. not even, not even, you know, not even black people. He's going to be working with people who are not tolerant to any racist shit at all. Facts. I'm not even saying black people. He's just going to be, he's going to work with people that are not going to tolerate that shit. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And like you just said, man, like now thinking about it. Yeah. If he would have apologized immediately or, or recognized what was said, um, you know, I would have, to me it would have been over. Like I'd have been like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's cool. But even then he didn't want to apologize. But when everything was going down, when he was trying to apologize and trying to get a hold of me, it was only because he was in trouble. Yeah. And because my, I don't want to say his career was in my hand, but it it would not have looked nice on him if I was to press, you know what I'm saying? To, to go all out on it, especially at JSOC level, like his, and he was getting ready to become a sergeant major. So like, it would not have been good for him. And that's the only reason he was apologizing. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you know, that was kind of low, uh, uh, going off of on a little tangent, but to, just to show the growth and you know what I mean? What, yeah. what, 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 what growth is and, um, yeah. So man, I'm going to try something new real quick. I'm going to, um, I know you and I talked about this before, but I'm going to try something, um, with, with, with all guests. And that is, um, if you can just give one advice, uh, you know, take us out here, but, uh, if you could just give one advice, on depression to people? What advice would you give to somebody going through depression? Most importantly, you're not the only one who's lived in darkness and the darkness that you're in, it won't last forever, but you gotta reach out for help, period. It's perfectly said, mm-hmm. it's perfectly said, man. Um, hey y'all, uh, so you guys might be wondering why we only talked about depression. Um, I had brought up to Huggy before, you know, uh, even let's talk about mental health and, and he brought yeah. up a good point. Well, I mean, that's uh, a very wide, <laughs> broad yeah. subject that I, well, damn, you're right. Um, and since mental health is my platform and, you know, I'm very passionate about it, Huggy's very passionate about, um, we're going to do this, a reoccurring um, episode with him. Um, and we're just talking about a different yeah. part of mental health and mm-hmm. how it affected us and hopefully sent, hopefully next time we bring somebody else in on this um, but that is why we concentrate only on uh, um, self-awareness and, and uh, uh, depression mm-hmm. um, and I just want to caveat with this um, that, that I always wanted to say in the beginning but I just never do but everything I ever talk about um, 
you know, are always my experiences with my chain of command. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so somebody else somewhere else might be having a completely different, completely different experience, uh, you know, with their situation. So this is not how the army, the entire army works. It's just the, yeah. where I was at Fort Bragg with my unit with Fort Bragg's, you know, family advocacy and ACS and all that stuff. Those are just my experiences. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't want anybody going and saying, well, you know, that that's not how it is in the army. Cause that's not, I'm not talking about the entire army. I'm just talking yeah. about my experience and hopefully my experience uh, resonates with other people that are going through the same thing. And, and I'm saying Huggy also, that's why we share mm -hmm. uh, our different views. Cause we're, we're in two different completely <laughs> environments. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but as you guys see, our issues tend to be the exactly same yeah. for the foremost, you know, um, it's just what your chain of command and how they, uh, react to it and what the second and third order effects are going to be of that and how that's going to affect you at the end of the day. Um, so with that said, I just want to thank everybody, um, for another episode, man, with Huggy. I appreciate it again. Uh, I really do, man. It's always awesome talking to you. Um, and we did have a couple of technical, issues that I'm going to have to, uh, <laughs> mend together here. So, um, I hope you guys kind of, uh, forgive me for that. If the editing is a little messed up, so I'm still working on it, but thank you guys. Thank you, Huggy. I really appreciate it. Uh, great episode. Uh, next time we'll, uh, uh, um, you know, hit up another mental health issue, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Huggy. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.